Hello, and welcome back to Volume 8 of Craft Beer Chronicles. I am one of your hosts, Shane Leal, the Beer Pope. Joining me as always to my left, Lee Samways, a.k.a. Sammy Brews. <laughs> and our guest for the evening is Brewer at Dead Oak Brewing in Atascadero. Please say hi to Eric Colvard. Hello, guys. How's it going? It's going great. How you doing? I'm doing pretty fabulous on this Monday, so I can't complain. Yeah, it's definitely a nice day. Definitely a nice little weekday. I'm really happy to see you guys across the table from me. <laughs> I feel like I'm playing bad cop, good cop here. Who's the bad cop right now? Yes. <laughs> the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how was everybody's weekend? Good. Mine was pretty solid, you know. Served some beer at Dead Oak and uh, cake some beer, so I'm pretty stoked. So. Yeah, it was sad because I sent you guys a text saying, hey, who's at Firestone Walker Invitational this weekend? And both of you guys missed it. I was super sad. I thought I'd see both your beautiful faces there. Well, so, Sorry uh, that you did not. I'm, I'm sure I'll live. You're seeing it now, though. Yeah. I, I'll as, make up for it. as much as I had a lot of sadness over missing out, I was in Arizona last weekend, and in, I'm going to Denver in a couple of weeks, so... Uh, even though actually all of these trips were planned pretty recently, I'm glad I saved up the money, was able to do both of these things. I live in this area. I plan on staying in this area. So Firestone Invitational will probably always be there. I'm, I don't know. going to have to miss a year or two every now and again. Yeah, but 2018 Invitational won't always be there. No, it will not. Yeah. It'll be sad, but 2019 will probably still make it better. Yeah. It'll, um, it'll always be good no matter what, you know. That's true. Uh, have you guys, well, I feel like, I, I feel like I keep asking these questions that are going to jump the gun on the thing for Lee. So we'll <laughs> skip, we'll skip ahead to that and come back to some of the other stuff that we talked about. First thing we want to talk about just so we not have to tiptoe around it is that this past weekend was the Firestone Walker Invitational uh, that Lee attended what we were talking about that we were, myself and Eric were not able to make it. Uh, so Lee reporter in the field, how was it this year? Uh, you've been how many years in a row now? Uh, this is my third year in a row. It was pretty great. Um, if you ever get the chance to go, make sure you get the VIP pass. It's really the only way to go. It's it's worth the extra 100 bucks, and you get to hit all the monsters before everybody else gets in. And then you get to watch all the all the peons literally run <laughs> to the best breweries out there when the doors open. It's hilarious. And by then, you've already had, you know, all the best samples. So it's, a, it's a, the way to go if you're going to go. Yeah, I was... Um I was one of those peons last year with Brendan from Central Coast legitimately filming me yeah, and wa- watching the, the group start running, about to start running. So and that's what talks about being tall is you stand out in the, in the, in the group, as <laughs> the, the horde male standing up needs to get pounded down. See, the great thing is he didn't know me back then, so I didn't have to actually worry about him remembering me like, hey, Shane sucks for you. <laughs> Did you run? Did you run? Tell me you ran. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, I ran just because everybody else was like, this is my first year. I've only ever been once. And you were like, shit, they're running. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone's going to side project. I better go get some side project. And I got some side project. and It was great. But like, what was it? I saw the photos of them pouring some crazy ass shit this year. They that- pour like 13 beers each year. That's pretty freaking crazy. I know like last year, uh, my group of friends, we they literally stood in the line of side project the whole time. And they would just give off the glasses, and then we go somewhere else to pour beer, and then come back to the line, and they would still be in it. They well, tried really? like all the beers last year from See, Side Project. Oh man, See, that's, that's a, a trick to do it. Well, the so, trick to do it that I learned this year, oh, never mind, is get in early. <laughs> the VIP <laughs> no. paying an extra hundred bucks. Yeah, that's one of them. But uh, I, no, there's other tricks, but I can't. Oh yeah, disclosure. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I already <laughs> know those sorry, tricks. Guys. So are your knees still hurting? 
Uh, yeah, they are. They're all bruised up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that yeah. sounds funny. Um, Thanks for letting me borrow that donut to sit on. Oh, no worries. Of course, of course. <laughs> Anything for a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the vials for me, right, that you snuck out of there? <laughs> yeah. Some two-ounce pours you're selling on the secondary for $60 a piece. Yeah. Crazy-ass uh, fucking hobby that we all enjoy. They've been uh, conditioned for you. Um, side project sounds fantastic at all, but were they offering any Patrick Hazy that we're currently drinking right now? They, I don't believe they were. I, that would be pretty shocking considering it Patrick was... Hazy is a New England IPA from Firestone Walker. Uh, oh, yeah. At <laughs> 7.3%. It's currently what we're enjoying right now. I feel that was a fantastic segue if I don't say I'm so I'm actually pretty, uh, pretty stoked on this one. It's a pretty solid first attempt or... First three attempts. I, I don't, don't know. Yeah. They there's well, it's from the propagator, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And there was actually, I think I did have that there. No, yeah, I was gonna say, how much of the beers did you try that you remember? Like, what would you say was your favorite that you tried? There was two that I really remember. Actually, there was there was this one brewery called Sun King, and they kind of had Sun all these out awesome, of uh, Indiana. There was no line. There was maybe one person in line the whole day, but they had three beers there that were totally awesome. Sun King last year, I think, was like my sleeper hit because they had an old fashion yeah. themed one. It was fantastic. Big sleeper, big big sleeper. But they also had a uh, uh, rare barrel had this really killer watermelon sour that was just it was about as perfect as you could get for a hot day like like that day was. And then there was a really wacky one from um, Weldworks mm. called Peach Pie, uh, and it was a thousand pounds of peaches in a thirty barrel fermenter. Uh, with lactose, and it was just like this. You know how you get a can of peaches, and there's that syrup left over. Yeah, it was, was kind of like drinking that. Was yeah. that a <laughs> balloon of ice? Um, no, it was a. Uh, sh- yeah, I'm not really sure what the style. I know was. they. I know they do. They keep putting out new beers. They do like so many releases every week. I see, and I think they have like a peach pie Berliner. But I mean, again, they might have. Done it like may that. have very well been. Actually, you know, I think it was that because I do a key lime pie that we had uh, last year at JBF. Yeah. Uh, me and my group of friends, we uh, got a can of that. Actually, we went up to that brewery, and there was like, we I got when I go to new breweries, I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna get one of each, like whatever, however mm-hmm. many it is. It was like 28 tasters that I got. <laughs> <laughs> so, a, I look like an alcoholic. That's like B, when you go to um, everyone was like, okay, this dude must be hungover right now. Yeah. He's just trying to do hair of the dog, but it was just crazy because. About 85% of it, it was New England IPAs. After a while, you can't really taste that. Yeah. But they had a beer, a key lime pie. It was a brilliant advice. And it, it was probably it was something like that, yeah. It was phenomenal. I was like, what is this right now? And like they literally like zest and juice by hand, like mm-hmm. 5,000 pounds or something. I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, that is so much work. There was a lot of uh, lime adjuncts floating around uh, the Invitational this year. Well, because so, everyone realizes that it's going to be 96 degrees no yeah. matter if the the uh, weather says 80. Yeah, no matter <laughs> what the weather says in the week coming up towards it, it's going to spike. Yeah. It was it was uh, some of the lime ones were a little bit over overdone, but you know some of them were all right. But um, but you know still enjoyable. Can you think of one that you thought was terrible? I uh, I can think of it, but I don't know who it was. Okay, and it was one of those lime ones. That's it was one of those lime ones. They were yeah. just like this. This is a waste. It of was it. like just too much zest and too much lime, and just I don't know, really over over the top. Man, oh, I'm excited. Like you mentioned the the rare barrel one. I know it won't pop up, but I've very recently, and I've been talking to a couple of people about. It. I don't know if I mentioned it to you. I've just been f- digging some sours, 
And like I came to the conclusion, at least personally, that I feel a really good sour is better than any other kind of type because it's refreshing, has a lot of good taste, and you don't fucking like hate yourself afterwards because yeah. it's not super heavy. That's I don't know. What I always tell folks who've never been into sours, I always say you got to try some rare barrel sours because they they blend them just totally awesomely. They they kill it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm very excited. I um. I dropped, so I used to, one of the ones that got me into it was brewery. So I went and did the, the preserve and then I got up to reserve society and I've still got the reserve, but I just canceled the, uh, the preserve one just because I was getting a lot and kind of changing it up. I, I'm now taking that money and I'm going to do the blender subscription, I think okay. for rare barrel. Yeah. So that's going to be like same amount of time every quarter. You've got like more bottles and a whole bunch of different varieties and stuff. And I'm so excited for that. I'm <laughs> While it lasts. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to, you know, switch it out to something else. I know, yeah. And I, I think in like, especially too, at the end of the year, I'm at least do a club or something like that. Switch it over again from brewery to either. I'm I'm stuck right now. I've been told to do Casa. I'm stuck between Dionysus, Casa, and Rare Barrel. Honestly, Casa Sours are, I've been a founding member since day one, and yeah. on they're on point. Oh, no, I'm on the, I'd climb on the Casa that, flagship real that's, quick. That's the thing. Too. That was the one that was like, I really enjoy sours because it was coming back from... Oh, no, actually on my way to Arizona, we drove and I was able to convince the, the girlfriend to let us stop at Casa and pick up some bottles. On the way to Arizona? On the way. Um, just because I figured on the way back we might have Did been Did you have a cooler full of ice ready to go? Uh, I had a... What was it? I had like one of those like igloo or yeti ones where yeah. like you, even just the insides are lined well enough. So to were keep you it like, cool. okay, honey, you drive. And then no, 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 I didn't drink any. I didn't drink any. <laughs> we we left Feet out the window. What was it? We left after five o'clock on Memorial Day weekend on a Friday trying to go to L.A. Like, there's no fucking way I'm stopping. Well, that was stupid. Well, actually, we stopped and got some food. Um, this is this is a little bit of a tangent, but we stopped and got some stopped in food, and we stopped in San Bernardino for the night. We didn't do the whole way. Okay. Smart plan: don't go to San Bernardino. Go like forty five minutes further to like India or wherever the fuck it is, because that was just the sketchiest shit in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then we woke up, did the next trip the next day, and tried some Arizona breweries. But yeah, Casa de Gria, uh, they have. I did the Austerity, which is their ale on peaches, and then the. Stone Fruit and Harmony I tried last night. And fuck, both of those were just so goddamn good and so good on point. I I I shared it with one of my friends who was trying to get into beer, doesn't know a lot about sours. His reaction was like, oh, sours, those are those new hipster thing. And literally afterwards, <laughs> legitimately afterwards, the new thing. <laughs> yeah, legitimately the next day we're hanging out. He was like, I can't get my mind off that sour. Like, I want more. Like, I don't know how to process so, it. How do you try to get into beer? Doesn't it just happen? Well, he is a buddy of mine from high school. You, I don't actually know. I don't think you met him. But he recently got a job in the wine industry. So he's spent the last couple of years really getting into wine, knows his shit pretty well. Meanwhile, me being his friend, getting into trying to get into beer these last couple of years, we've just been throwing a lot of stuff off of each other and kind of like, oh, this is how it's different. This is how it's the same. So plan is things go well, like plan to move in together, probably. Oh, and fun. with like our respective girlfriends and stuff. You guys so, gonna share a bed too? No, we're gonna just share a house. <laughs> Probably share a game room. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that house is just gonna be fucking full of bottles nice. of alcohol, and you know we're gonna have to move the recording studio to the new world famous Shane Little recording studio. And... Well, remember everything Not is a studio, portable. Compound. Everything compound. is portable, so we'll <laughs> we can travel. Nice. Um. Alrighty. Enjoying. So enough about my love of sours. Enough about our good times. Let's. Let's talk about Eric to Eric. Let's jump right into this. <laughs> yeah, Eric was Let's very gracious it. to come on the podcast. 
uh, he, we, I think we messaged him what, like last Wednesday, last, yeah. basically last week with five day notice. And he just jumped right on to come like talk with us. And it's not, I'm always, I'm always down to talk about beers. So. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He does not know the shit show he got himself into. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm quickly learning right now. So, <laughs> um, so let us, so as we talked about earlier, he is a brewer at dead Oak and he was very kind to bring us some freshly brewed dead Oak beers in cans, which how how recent again is the canning? Uh, so we're about maybe a week and a couple of days on the canning thing. Uh, we got this. Uh, Jesse, the other brewer slash owner, super awesome guy, uh, was just at uh, CBC for uh, the craft beer conference or mm-hmm. in Nashville for the CBC. And uh, he was checking out canning things. And I was literally watching the World Beer Cup. And his wife comes in and goes, yes, we just bought a crowler. Nice. And I was like, yes, this is what we need it. You know, Atascadero loves their beer. Atascadero loves us, and we're super and a, thankful for them. And Atascadero has a has a open bottle yeah. policy yeah. in the whole town. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have got to say, you guys have, I think, done a lot of really smart moves, and you guys have blown up. Like, Yeah, I, we get this feedback daily, and it's very, very fucking humbling. And, like, actually, I, can't, I can't go to sleep at night after being a bartender – like the, getting the feedback and just my mind racing and just how thankful I am for everyone that has just like, you know, for those who don't for it. know Dead Oak, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Dead Oak and well, how it came to be, I guess. Before we get into that, if you like, before we kind of jump the horse, we can definitely open up some of the Dead Oak beer. But yeah. I guess before we get to what it's like working for Dead Oak, why don't you tell us, if you wouldn't mind, um, how you got into craft beer? Like, what was your start? So, craft beer, oh. I, you know, in college, you know, I was drinking Keystone Light, all that good, good kind of stuff, you know, and uh, I came back out to California in about 2007, moved to San Diego in about 2010, and I started uh, working at BevMo, and by then I was drinking Lost Coast Tangerine Wheat. Uh, I was trying to sell that kind of like, oh, it's the orange soda meets beer type thing. Sold a lot of it, by the way. Chicks love that. Right. Uh, no offense, but uh, yeah. And then uh, some of my coworkers were like, "Oh, I was drinking also Hogarden too." <clears throat> and some of my coworkers were just like, "Oh, why don't you try this beer?" Uh, and so uh, you know, I bought a bottle after that. It was Arrogant Bastard from Stone. Mm-hmm. Went home and tried it, and I literally wanted to throw up. That thing was <laughs> really? so hoppy, wow. so bitter, and I was like, "What is this garbage? Like, what is this?" But then I started drinking it more and more. And being in San Diego, if you've never lived in San Diego, it is the beer mecca of the world. Right. And then so I just started trying it. And then I was like, dude, this is some serious stuff right here. Like this is, you know, not like piss water is how people talk, talk about Keystone Line and stuff like that. It took you a and couple it, uh, <clears throat> times to get used to it. Yeah. And it was just good. And like I just I loved it. It was like I became that hot fiend, you know, type of thing. Okay. So. That's how I got into craft beer, and then I slowly transitioned into, okay, how do I brew this? Because, you know, I've been a chef for 12 years, and I felt like I could transition my, like, know-how of that into that. And next thing I know, I was brewing beer and, you know, making some pretty good beer at first. So, Well, if you can boil water, you can make beer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nowadays. If you're a chef, I'm sure you can boil water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I can cook, yeah. <laughs> Not that you're going to make good beer for boiling water, but. You'll make beer. Yeah. So your first batches, you were homebrewing? Yeah. So my first batches, 
Uh, I did that whole little like uh, it wasn't Mr. Beer, but it was that Brooklyn thing oh, with right. the gal- gallon glass yeah. jug thing. And, you know, the first ones were like and it was a pale ale and then a black IPA. And I quickly realized when you're doing like IPAs and bottling them, right? They're garbage after yeah. <laughs> after you <laughs> crack them. Especially when you're doing like little <laughs> one gallon kits and you don't know shit about oxidation. Or yeah, and then else. like you know the hops die off after yeah. the two weeks of taking it to carve right, up. Right. Yeah. So then that's when I transitioned to uh, sour beers as a home brewer. And, you know, my buddy Jim Crooks, you know, is a very big inspiration on this one. I was talking to him about it, and, you know, he was just giving me, you know, all this advice, and, you know, telling me, just do it. Go for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a year later, I brought in some of my home brews to him, and he was digging it. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to stick on the sour train until I figure out, you know, do I want to go kegging? Do I want a draft system? And then uh, I moved into my new place in Atascadero, and I was like, okay, time to keg some beer. And ever since then, I'm like... Clean beer it is. Clean beer it is. No more sours. <laughs> yeah. So how were you doing sours? You were just like uh, in the one-gallon kit? No, or no. At that, at, at, by that point in time, I was. I quickly realized that I just one gallon is not enough beer no, yeah. for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ten, ten <laughs> yeah. bottles if you're lucky. Uh, yeah, ten bottles, mostly eight because yeah. you got a hoppy beer going on. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I quickly realized. I was like, I need more uh, carboys and stuff like that. So I... Uh, quickly jumped up to about 21 gallons of capacity of you know sour beers and i had those like plastic carboys okay. easily transit were you like inoculating your own strains or something like that? uh so the, so my first couple ones and i talked to you know tyler from liberty on how he does it you know i was using the lambic blends and the blend the brett blends and the whatever but when i started getting really into it towards the end I was wrangling my own Brett yeast, uh, mm-hmm. so I would get a whole whole bunch of, I think I last time, or the f- one time that I got it, I did like 11 bottles of 100% Brett strains, Wow. Uh, used the drugs off of it, put in some 1050 wort, and just let it go do its thing, and uh, I did a blueberry sour like that, and it was actually pretty damn good. I was like, I lacto it first, got, you know, held it around 90 for about 24 hours. It dropped super quick. Mm-hmm. It was the White Labs. Uh, lacto and it dropped so quick I didn't even realize it. Is that like two eight? Oh my goodness! And I was like, "Well, this yeah. is gonna be this <laughs> is gonna, gonna be, be like a motherfucker from the brewery right <laughs> now. It's just enamel <laughs> ripping off. Melt your teeth right out of your yeah. skull. But yeah, so then I just dumped in the Brett on that one, and you know, my love for like you know trying to be like scientific and trying to do that kind of stuff. So you didn't have any problems, you know, using different, uh, you know, bacterias and yeasts to have a cross-contamination at all while you were doing that? Uh, from the clean beers or just in just from Just from using one that's all bread to doing one that's all lacto or whatever? Uh, no, I never had that issue. No. Uh, you know, I, you know, going back to the whole thing of being a, you know, cook and stuff like that, my... My cleanliness is pretty right. on par. You know, I'm always... Well, except for your uh, body cleanliness. <laughs> <laughs> That's here or there. How would you know, Lee? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know things. <laughs> you don't want to know how I know. Don't we think you got that lacto from? Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> um, what would you give as any bit of advice for 
an up and coming home brewer or maybe one that's just started, like maybe they're a year or two under their belt. Just kind of like any advice for the listeners. Honestly, just, you know, continue your passion. Just keep going for it, you know, fighting, you know, driving, you know, just put yourself out there, you know, don't give up, you know, a batch is going to be bad here and there, but don't keep, don't give up type of thing. Um, and for sure, like if you're going to homebrew, definitely try to get controlled fermentation of somehow it's quite simple nowadays you know you can get a wine refrigerator put a temperature control on that or you can even i've seen uh jesse's brother um he actually built a homemade glycol system for less than a hundred bucks wow you take a part of an air conditioning unit and you can make a glycol system for under 100 bucks that's impressive so definitely you know Keep fighting. Keep doing whatever you do. You're going to have a bad batch here and there. Make sure you have the right things like controlled fermentation, an RO system, or even go get filter water. Make mm-hmm. make sure your water profile is done, and then just keep going. You know, don't don't give up, honestly. It's, it's like Dora. Just keep on brewing. <laughs> I mean, Dory? Whatever. Dory, Dory, yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, like, I took me a second to get where you're going there. I was like, I haven't watched Dora in a long-ass time. I was like... Uh, swiper no like, swiping is <laughs> that what it is yeah, swiper, no swiping. <laughs> yeah. um all right transitioning in so tell, tell us about how you got involved with dead oak brewing company tell um tell us about how your experience has been so far you've been a very how do i put this correctly it's been really cool since you've started there because i feel like we've gotten a little bit more of a social media aspect i see a lot of stuff that you post about like oh hey here's this new beer that we do here's all this stuff that's going on like it's very nice to see those extra aspects of the brewery so that's been really cool i guess on as a fan of the brewery to see since you've come on but i guess maybe beer production wise or or what do you what do you things that you've noticed since you've come on is there anything you feel like you've changed for the better like not saying things were bad before but. yeah uh no so Working at Dead Oak is awesome. I love Jesse. We are pretty much a good pair. He is the malt head. I am the hot head, and together we can do you know some awesome stuff. Um, but going to that whole social thing is, you know, I've been a consumer for ten years. I know what I want to see as a craft beer person, and I know that I want to be behind the scenes. I want to be a part of that cool kids club. You know, oh, I know what's going on during that. So that's why when I'm brewing beer or doing this or doing that, I'm like, hey, you know, you know what I want to be doing. You know what I want to be doing. And I feel like that is what I would want to transition into being a professional brewer. I've been, what, almost two years now at this point in time. Uh, Started at Slow Brew, uh, parted ways in November there, uh, became one of the regulars at Dead Oak, uh, started talking to Jesse, and... uh, he was like, hey, you know, I could use some help here. And I was like, let's do this. Like, let's go for this. Like, you know, the sky's the limit. Let's just keep going, you know. And so we started knocking out beers left and right. Got some positive feedbacks. Um, and I couldn't be more thankful for him giving me the opportunity to, you know, give me the freedom that I have, the freedom to create stuff, to, the freedom to just do whatever we want to do. And then... At the end of it, we're getting all this massive feedback. Like we've had a couple of people come up to us, you know, that's we've only been open, I think, what, eight months at this point in time. And people are like, your reputation for being this new mm-hmm. is blowing my mind. 
That's absolutely true. Yeah. It's blowing my mind. And to hear that kind of stuff, it just it drives us more and more. I remember the first time uh, we did a beer fest as Dead Oak, uh, and Jesse was there with me, and we were driving back home, and he was just like, he was like a kid in a candy shop. He was just like grinning from ear to ear, and he was just like, dude, that was fucking awesome. He was like, he was like just hearing the feedback of our beer and stuff like that was awesome. I was like, yes, this is what's going to keep us going. This is like, this is why we do it. We're not here to make a big name or anything like that. We want to provide great beer for the people and just have the love back. We don't care about a name. We don't care about this. We just want to make great beer and have the love back right there. So there's a lot of bigger breweries that have been around for a longer time that aren't making beer to your guys' standard just yet. I've been really happy with everything you guys have put out so far. I'm, I'm super. Yeah, I've been loving everything you guys put out, but I'm, I'm, I'm super happy for you guys because I have gotten the chance to meet Jesse and a few like interactions and stuff like that. And him and Nikki are just nothing but the nicest people. Yeah, no, super and, awesome. Uh, I'm super happy for all of them. Um, talking about some of the stuff that you like to put out, I know you guys got a little bit, but do you mind if we crack open yeah. one of those beautiful beers that you brought? Yeah, let's uh, go with the uh, Dead Oak IPA. We just uh, I caked this on Sunday, so it's. A little green still in the keg, but uh, we used uh, Simcoe and Vic Secret in this one. Um, it comes in about 7.6, about 70 IBUs. Uh, it was all Simcoe in the uh, boil process uh, because the Vic Secret was too high in alpha acid. <laughs> that was the 21% alpha acid. Yeah. yeah, like you know when we when you do a when you do a an IPA you're typical range of an uh, alpha acid for a hop is 13 to 14 maybe 17 nowadays uh but yeah it was a 21 percent alpha acid and we we're like well we can't put that in the boil yeah it's right. like it's almost useless because you have to add so little mm-hmm. uh i remember uh you know i opened it up i freaked out a little bit and uh because it was like pure yellow the uh the hot pellets and, and I sent me the photo. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh. no, I sent you the photo, but I quickly like I smelt it. I was like, oh, I don't smell cheesiness. And then I quickly text Brendan. I was like, have you ever seen this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, this is not good, but it was good. It, it is good. It, it was not cheesy. No off flavors. No this and that. When I was in the dead oak, uh, a little bit after you guys received it, Jesse brought me into the cool room and was like, you guys know this stuff. <laughs> Popped it open. Yeah, like, we were, we were so, yeah, no, we were like, like, it's just fun to play around with these hops. And honestly, that's another part why I love brewing is just like getting all these hops and just new hops and stuff like, and just being able to play around with them. And what's crazy for anybody who knows what a, what, you know, hops and off thousands are, this is not a cryo hop that they have. This is an actual pelletized hop. So having such a high alpha is pretty intense i'd be curious to see if they did a cryo version of that just how how crazy they could take it so we just got um i think it's simcoe it might be something else but we just got simcoe that was at 24 i think it was what no it was not cryo it was it was was pelletized uh we got like a little like welcome to the industry thing and i opened it up and it said i'm pretty sure it was a simcoe yeah simcoe was 24 and i was like Jesus. What is going on right now? I guess that's the the wave of the future. Yeah, you know, you know, everything is becoming more efficient. Even as brewing, you know, the hop industry is getting more efficient at things too. So, well, thanks for bringing us today. Yes, thank you You're very welcome. very much. 
very quiet in here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we cut out the silence of the, the secondary part. No one will even know. Hold on, no, I gotta cut that part out. Shit. <laughs> it's really clean. That's just that's just clean, refreshing. Yeah, this doesn't drink like a seven point six. No, it, and we're we're trying to f- like it's too deadly at this point in time, almost. You know, but. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta make it more obvious that they're gonna get housed and not be able to go home. Yeah, so when we're when we're sampling the spear, we we're calling it the spon- SpongeBob uh, house of IPAs and stuff like that because it's just like super piney, but then you have that hint of pineapple in there. Yeah, it's kind of hiding away, huh? I got allergies today, so I'm having a hard time smelling everything. <laughs> I just can't. Sm- I can't smell for shit to begin with, so I'm right there with you, like. For me, this is just, God, how do I put this? This is just so, I feel balanced. Nothing is like overly crazy about it, like bad. It is, this is really good. Thank you. Like this is. It's definitely balanced. That's for the, sure. uh, the hot burps are pretty good. I must say myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that might be a biased opinion, but those hot burps are on there. But uh, no, we were worried pretty stoked uh so when we when we first opened up uh we were using 2016 hops and we quickly realized after our first batch of coastal cloud that we probably should start using the fresher stuff and after using the fresher stuff we just like we were like okay from now on here on out we're just using this so all the hops in this one are fresh crops 2017 at this point in time are fresh right right uh we're about to go into the 2018 season so yeah, no. We just realized that fresh hops make great beer, and so from here on out, we're not going back to not the going uh, back to the old stuff. <laughs> even, if it's on, even if it's on sale, <laughs> yeah, not if. Yeah, <laughs> screw yourself. <laughs> yeah. I see those sometimes. I'm like, hmm, that's that's tempting to just buy a a bunch of on sale hops. But oh well, I just got a yeah. email blast for uh, I think a couple weeks ago for Equinox hops. I, yeah, I saw that one. It was it was uh, it was, it was like. like Eight dollars a pound or something crazy. Uh, I I think it was twelve, but it's still like crazy. It was just yeah. like, uh, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, a, I stole a little bit more there because just because, just because it's that good. Yeah, just cause. I seriously, I'm. I don't know why I'm like acting like this. It's just it's. I don't know why I'm acting like this. This is like the first. Well, this I is like when you were in love in high school. Well, I, don't I don't know why. I'm, I don't know why it is. It's like it's it's just that damn good. Like yeah, and the crazy thing is, it's good now. But uh, you know, over my time of kegging beer at a professional level, I realized that it goes almost through like this keg shock period. And I try to tell people um, that it, it's almost like a pot of chili. It's good the day of. But it's right. also way better five days later because it has to, it has to like marry bit. together. And yeah, no, it's like so when we get this will probably go on tap Thursday. Uh, we still got about 50 pints of the last batch of IPA. Uh, so this will probably be by the weekend time that this will go on. So by so that time, this is the uh, sneak peek, basically. Yeah, sneak peek for you guys. So, uh, my only thing is either it's the allergies and I can't smell anything, or else it just hasn't opened up yet. But I wish there was a little bit more aroma. But that might just be that it hasn't fully opened all the way just yet. Yeah. Or that I'm totally stuffed up. Yeah. No, I was. Uh, no. Uh, so before I can this, so we have a canner now, and uh, before I can this. 
to bring it to you guys. Uh, it had way more aroma in a tulip um, oh. than anything. So I think it just takes that time to open up. See, I think so. everyone's different. But for me, I guess maybe because I've always had a bad sense of smell or I don't know what. But aroma, it's fantastic. I don't think it plays that much well into me or for mm-hmm. me. So, yeah, I can't smell much on this. It still tastes fantastic. Yeah, the fantastic. flavor is fantastic. Exactly. The flavor is great. Absolutely. So, I don't know. Like, you can smell. And honestly, nowadays, like, I don't even look for aroma anymore. Those... I'm just trying to be nitpicky. Yeah, no, no, no. It's <laughs> fine. Know? Go for it. I know uh, that's it's, what you want. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the hop burps nowadays. Yeah. You know, I start yeah. burping hops, and I'm like, mmm, like, this is good. <laughs> it's like the, the aftertaste, you know. Yeah. So, do you have any, like, Ideas in your head. Well, obviously, as a brewer, I'm sure you have ideas in your head. <laughs> he has no ideas. <laughs> yeah, no. no I'm actually just going to brew uh, American lagers from here on out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. the, you got to make at least one, right? So as you can see where I'm going with this, um, what are some things that you kind of are looking forward to trying to brew or what projects do you want to tackle? Yeah. So, you know, each batch that we do, we, you know, do a little a- experimentation on things like... Um, what did we do? We uh we just brewed a batch of Blondale we called Dead Oak Light. Super refreshing, super clean, very little honey malted in there, just enough to give it a little flavor. Uh, but we did 148 mash temp on that, and just to test out the mash temp for our loggers because mm-hmm. you know we want them like super clean and stuff like that. So just like experimenting with each batch, uh, we just did also we just did American wheat. Uh, and we did this whole bio transformation. Oh, you did uh, that on the American wheat? Yeah. I thought that was going to be for a New England. Uh, <laughs> have you realized what a New England's right. are? Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Have you realized what There's New England's are? So much other shit in a New England than just wheat. Though. Yeah, but we, we did it with that because we were going to do like the whole orange peel thing but we quickly realized day of we we're like oh it takes 200 oranges to peel mm-hmm. and we we're like oh yeah and i was like from my previous uh brewing that slow brew i realized we can just mimic that flavor with the hops so that's yeah. why we did it a little bit we yeah. used laurel hops and we just got that lemony oh we used hollow melon and laurel and we just got that like honeysuckle honeydew laurel or a lemon in that thing nice. just to give that like citrusy note in it and that's that's why we did the bio transformation on that because we to weren't trying like, to get those flavors to come out a little more uh, and we're just trying to see if it actually worked you know right uh it's pretty much american wheats are new england ipas yeah. uh they're not ipas they are american wheat beers uh 40 to 50 percent wheat their American wheat, and so we just want to test it out before we actually dump in three times the amount of hops in it to see if it will work. Okay. Okay. And yes, it will work, but you know, you have to just trust the system. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to trust the system, yeah. I guess. Uh, so we just want to test it out, and it's also, you know, it's just, you know, not saying that we didn't trust. But you the already system. have a New England that was pretty decent. Uh, well, the second batch cleared out. Oh, yeah, yeah no, right. that was not yeah. okay. That was that was weird. We don't understand what happened. Was that the yeast? Because you had that. I don't think yeast plays a part in New England's. Like, they play a part. So I'll take that back. They play a part with the esters. But I don't think the yeast actually really does anything. I don't. 
still learning, so I don't right. really truly know. I've you know I've only brewed at this point in time ten New England IPAs, but I still don't. It, and that's professionally and. Uh, no, only professionally, because it was about three or four at Slow Brew, and this would be actually no, take that back. Can't count five, <laughs> <laughs> five, five. Sorry, uh, but yeah, no, it's it seems like such an easy style to do, but it's the most complex, and so we just tried it with the American wheat, and we we're just like, you know, it can't hurt it. Okay, yeah. It's it's not gonna put any bitterness in the beer right a little bit um so yeah we just did it for it so see where it takes it see how murky it gets and yeah. if it gets murky then people so do you plan on doing uh oat oats at all to your to your uh new england or just stick with the wheat uh we do put wheat in it <laughs> uh or we put sorry we we do put oats in it we oh, put yeah. about 10 pounds i think it was in the last batch of coast cloud yeah and it still cleared it's out still cleared out that's crazy it's trippy and you, yeah. uh, that's what's fun about brewing because it's like you never know what you're truly gonna get because mm-hmm. you go 40 percent and then 10 pounds of oats on top of that and you're like this is still cloudy like or it's still clear it clears out it's like what the hell is going on so yeah <laughs> So I think the New England's nowadays, you know, as I'm learning, you try to get information from other brewers, but they're only going to give it out so much. They're going to keep their secrets a little bit. Um, I think the biotransformation is going to help. So, right. So sorry, sorry, we're going nerdy on it. No, 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 <laughs> no worries. As as has been established in past episodes, nerdy is fantastic, and um, kind of going on the quote unquote nerdy, or we're still working on this one. Can you explain like the biotransfer? Like you guys mentioned that a little so bit. So biotransformation is uh, the yeast is in high active fermentation, and so they're intaking these hop oils, and then they're essentially putting a byproduct out into the beer. And this byproduct is polyphenol. Uh, we know it as a polyphenol haze. Uh, it's not a good thing in the West Coast IPAs when they were famous or. I, don't say famous, but when they were in the in the realm of being like the top kind of beer that you and you have. wanted a clear IPA, yeah, yeah, yeah essentially, <laughs> uh, polyphenol haze was not okay for that beer. But now going into this New England IPA thing, um, the biotransformation will help with the polyphenol haze, and that will what that's what makes it look like orange juice. It also changes a little bit of the hop character, bringing out more like uh, fruitiness. Yeah, it's almost like it's, it's, it. it's crazy. It's like they like put this byproduct off. A makes the beer hazy, but then it's like citrusy craziness in there. And it's crazy. It's just a lot of scientificness that goes behind yeah. it. Yeah. Creating a new word right now. Scientificnessness? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scientificness. I like it. <laughs> Started here on Craft Beer Chronicles. Um, Awesome, man. Like, um, what do you want to see happen with Dead Oak by year five or something like that? Like, what what is your vision for its growth? Um, honestly, we I hope we keep growing. Like, I'm all in. Like, I'm here to help them grow, and I'm here to keep pushing this brand. Uh, I love Jesse. I love Nikki. Uh, and I just want us to keep making great beer and do it organically, of course. You know, uh, we're not going to expand 
surpass the means of our demand. Um, but yeah, I just, I hope that we continue doing this. I hope we continue making great beer and I hope continue the getting the support that we do get today. So with, um, I guess with the location and everything like that, do you think it's going to be more practical say with expected growth to move to a different facility, try and see like wait out the other locations nearby to just maybe expand outwards and not have to worry about that. Like, or do you think it's just going to be going in and investing into quote unquote better equipment? Cause you guys are already putting out fantastic beer. I imagine the equipment's working really well for you. Yeah. So right now we have the room to put in at least two more fermenters in that spot. They're going to be five barrels. Um, so there's another 10 barrels right there. So I don't think we would be moving out of the area anytime soon uh, because of the how Jesse planned it out and was very smart about allowing that room to grow if need be. Uh, so we have room for at least, I think, two more fermenters, if not three. Uh, it would get a little tight in there with three. But I think with the three extra ones, we could easily do it. And I'm pretty sure that... R the room is tall enough to put a, at least a 10-barrel permit. To, that's what I was thinking, too. You could probably pop in a couple 10s. Yeah. And you so, have a five-barrel system, right? Yeah, five-barrel system. So, well, what sucks about the system is, so it's a five-barrel system, but the hot liquor tank only holds five <laughs> barrels of beer. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Um, what tank is this, you say? The... The, the hop what thing? The hot liquor tank. The hot liquor tank. Okay, so I... What is liquor's that? water. Oh. Yeah. yeah, hot water tank. Okay, the hot water tank. Okay. Yeah, so you... This is just so, learning more. Yeah. yeah, so during the the whole vessel, most breweries do a three-system uh, kettle system for their brewing. One is the boil kettle, one's the mash kettle, and then one's the hot liquor tank, which holds the hot water. Okay, so you... Yeah, thank you for letting me know. You're you guys went you guys went from apologizing for being nerdy to like, fuck, this guy knows nothing. You're gonna be here all yeah. night. And you need more than five barrels of water to make five barrels of beer. Yeah, no, it's it's probably about it's <laughs> it's almost double that, if yeah. not a little more, yeah. Lee, Lee, I did I didn't get into podcasting for math, okay? Let's let's please please keep well, you're these, gonna have a grand keep, loss of twelve percent. <laughs> please keep this calculus to yourself. And a temperature difference of 0.25 every You're gonna have a boil off ratio. <laughs> <laughs> um do you mind if we open up the other one that you brought? Go for it. Awesome. Which one's that? Uh, Cerveza Safrusco. Ah, this one I did have earlier. So this is a Vienna Lager, yeah. 5.3%, 21 IBUs, and it was filled yesterday. Yeah, so this is our Vienna Lager. We actually just wanted to brew this uh, when we had those hot days. Uh, I think it was like You're in a Tescadero. You're going to have plenty of hot days yeah, coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this was the... Yeah, I get that. <laughs> At this point in time, I get this. Um, but uh, no, this was when we had that like weird spike and temperature difference and it was like 50 degrees one day and then we like breached like almost 100 yeah so last week no 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 this was what you mean yesterday two, <laughs> two, yeah two months ago we're saying this happens like, all the goddamn time yeah. here well it seems more regular now right now That's but um just regularly yeah this hot. was about two months ago and we were just like dude like we were just sitting around we we're like we want like a vienna lager we want something that's super you know it's got that maltiness there but then finishes clean like a lager where we can you know Shane we gotta get back to it. doing that we were talking about doing video podcasts 
And I think we need to really consider it because the clear this thing is so clear. So yeah, that's that's definitely something we want to do for the directly future. Directly through it, and it's it's also got like an amber color to it. Yeah, but I mean, you can even with that darker color, you can see right through. I can see Shane's beautiful little face right through this thing. Nice. Yeah. So we. Uh, no wonder you can't make a hazy beer. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Uh, it was funny because I don't know if any of you guys had the uh, our pilsner when we first released it. Oh yeah. Uh, we're we're trying to biofine it like a normal beer. We didn't realize that the uh, in lagers it's a cold fermenting beer, so the yeast stays up in suspension a little more than uh, an ale does. So we biofined it like an IPA or like an ale, um, and we quickly realized that it takes double that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so biofining for people that don't know, uh, it's just our finding agent, completely vegan free. There's yeah. no vegans in it? Yeah. Well, no, it's vegan free. It's uh or vegan or friendly, vegan acceptable. sorry. No 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 uh no animal byproducts were harmed in this. No beer. fish no fish stomachs or whatever yeah. it is. Jesus Christ. Whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> no, like this beer is completely vegan, just oh, so you know. Nice. Um but no, so we realized that it took double the, the amount of biofine in it, so that's our clearing agent. And now we got this clean beer. So on Tuesday, I think we're going. We're revisiting our Czech Pilsner uh, that came out. Uh, we released a new beer and a new trend, a hazy pale or hazy pills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're going. Uh, we're gonna do everything that we did with this one, with the same batch of pills, and it's gonna be clean. So well, that's what they say about. I don't want to call it a fail. That's what I say about failing, though, if you, know, if you don't learn from it. Yeah, I know. And that's the whole thing about brewing, and that's, you know, you learn as you go. You know, it's uh, almost like trial by fire, almost. Yeah. And you um, think you know, as a home brewer, going into it, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. And there's there's so many breweries out there that, you know, they think they know, and then they go into it, and they quickly realize how hard it is, you know. What would you say was um, your toughest part of that transition? Like, what was the thing that you had to was hardest to learn, or maybe like, mo- like, like, oh shit, I need to get this down quick. I feel like I got really thrown into the fire at Slow Brew, um, <laughs> especially going, you know, as a home brewer, you're brewing about five gallons of beer. Well, quickly, what? And ten barrel, ten barrels yeah. equals about three hundred and ten gallons of beer. It's pretty close. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's pretty close. Pretty close. 310. It's only 60 times more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, just running around, like, you know, flipping all these valves and stuff like that. You know, just getting into the place of, like, you know, having to deal with your tank on the other side of the brewing thing and then have to deal with this and that. And just, it's just, that was probably about the hardest thing that I had to deal with. And I, I you know, it's, it's, it's a very, quick process when you learn because you got beer spraying everywhere or you got you know stuff going stuff and i'm sure there's (laughs) certain steps of qc that you're also trying to complete at the same time yeah so yeah yeah during uh during like a professional brew day uh, on a tin barrel system or whatever it is um yeah you you know when you're running lines to your fermenter after boil you know you got hot water running through that at the same time and then you got to stop that then you got to push the beer in blah 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 this and all that stuff and then you got to run to the fermenter to blow off so it's there's no pressure pushing the beer back 
mm. towards your boil kettle and stuff like that. So yeah, right. yeah. The 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 crazy thing that I had to learn very quickly was when it's time to cool in or anything like that. It's go time. Like you can't be distracted. Yeah. You just got, you got to run around. Whereas like that's when your girlfriend starts texting you. <laughs> like, yeah. No. Yeah. Not right now. And not right now. No. You just you just chuck your phone in the corner and just forget about everything. Yeah. Or you have your like your boss call you or like anything. You're like, not today, Junior. Not today. Right. But uh, hopefully he's not one of those bosses. Like, why didn't you answer my call? <laughs> yeah. But no. Yeah. That's like the only thing. And it's like as a homebrewer, it's like you just. Oh, dude, it's a homebrewer. There's you times like, you're like, eh, whoops, whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go drink a beer right now. Oh, yeah. wait, I was, I was, I was going into my carboy right now. Oh, well, yeah. stir it around a little bit. Okay, that's good. You know, I've had thing. some very questionable experiences. Home brewing. <laughs> we all. Yeah. Oh, I remember the first time that I did a uh, brew in the bag as a home brewer. Mm-hmm. I literally fell into the kettle. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to squeeze the bag, and then I had to walk into Doc Sellers to buy a DME to bump up my gravity. Oh, and they were man. like, "What happened to you?" And I was like, "Don't ask." Oh, questions. you were like <laughs> covered. Yes, I fell. How in. do you fall into a? Ke- How big is your kettle at home? Well, okay, so I have <laughs> I mean, like a little grate system, and brewing a bag, you like right. you typically try to squeeze it. But I was trying to squeeze against the grate because holding it was too hot, hot in my right, hands, yeah. so I was trying to use the grate, and the grate, like, tilted oh. the wrong way, and I went, like, it's not something that you... You kind of dove in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah that had to be it, fun. That'd be nice and toasty warm for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was crazy. I was just like, what is... Like, no, this is not happening. Yeah. But... I had an experience, and, I, you know, it can get hot. I mean, even when you're moving after whirlpool or something, you're still dealing with 180 degrees. Yeah. I had a... I had a, uh, I was trying to brew with some spruce tips once and like an idiot, <laughs> I didn't put the, <laughs> I didn't put them in a bag. So they're clogging up everything. <laughs> so I had to put three layers of gloves on and reach down inside there and try to like unclog it with my hand while, and you couldn't take the heat. Like it would go through three layers of gloves in no time. And it, I can only imagine how fun it must've been taking a dip. And that stuff. It was it was pretty fun. Time. You know, it was yeah. sticky. I guess that's after mash, so it's not quite 180. But yeah, still, it was like what? It's warm one, enough. One, yeah. No, <laughs> what, like what? Once like one, it's like 120. You can definitely feel it on your hands because yeah. you know when we when we sanitize parts and stuff like that with a star sanitizer and stuff like that, it's like still 116. And it's still like, mm-hmm. ouch, this hurts. This <laughs> hurts. You just gotta keep going, type of thing. So suck it up. Um. Kind of transitioning though, this is a topic that I'm always like super interested in, especially when it comes to brewers and the organization. Um, you guys have been around, like you've said, you have a lot of good press behind you. Have you had any offers yet, or has anyone come up wanting to do collaborations with you guys? Uh, yeah, so we, uh, so I worked with uh, Nolan at Slow Brew. Uh, he owns Earth and Fire. Uh, that was actually our first collaboration uh, with another brewery. Um, uh, we did an IPA. Uh, I forget the hops on that one, but uh, everyone received that beer really well. Um, I'm currently trying to work on the Tent City guys. I would love to do a a beer with them. They're super awesome guys. Um, I want to do a beer called Across the Pond or Across the Garden because we're literally, the sunken garden is splitting us between it. Just do a cool English beer with them. 
so I'm, you know, sticking that, sticking it in their ear for that one. Uh, so hopefully that one, you know, my dream as a brewer would, would be doing a collaboration with some guys like Alvarado, even CCB. You know, I would love to do a collaboration with them. Um, and, you know, the big wigs, you know, Firestone. I would, you know, I would go down to Venice to do a collab with them, you know. Oh, hell well, yeah. I mean, That'd I mean, awesome. not, even, not even just thinking locally, like, I guess nationally or internationally, what, who would you want to collaborate with most and what would you think you would want to make? Uh, honestly, you know, the beer that, the brewery that I really am in love with right now is Alvarado. Uh, they're super cool guys. I love them all. Uh, every time I see them at the events, they come up to me and say hi to me. They talk to me. And honestly, just chilling with those guys for a day, brewing a beer, would probably be my dream come true collabor- collaboration. They do seem like awesome guys. Do they? Do they nor- okay, so I I only saw them at the Invitational, but do they normally have a jet ski that they pour their beer off? No, of? that was or the first time. Or is that something new? Because that, that was something new. That was freaking awesome. <laughs> that was something new, I'm pretty sure. They have a converted jet ski that's turned into a jockey box where they pour their beers off of. And, and I know that's killer. like the whole like wave jammer thing. And I think it's like a little marketing thing right, behind right. that. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I saw that because it's usually just out of normal jockey box. Yeah, dude, that thing was so rad. Well, I mean, if you're if you're interacting with them at these festivals, what would be, I guess, what's needed to kind of just go up to them or be like, hey, like, wh- who would need to talk to who to kind of be like, let's work on something? Well, as a, as a you know... I'm a, I'm a newbie brewer. Like I'm a newbie professional brewer. I, you know, I think it's just getting, you know, that friendship going and just being on the same terms, you know, Hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, I think that's what it takes. You know, it's not something like, Oh, you, it's less formal and more like personal of a connection. I I think friendly, I would say not, not personal. I would say friendly, just being on the same level as each other, you know, course you know we're we're new as dead oak uh we're up and coming but uh our name's not really out there so it's i think what would have to drive that would be me going to that brewery and just talking to them you know bringing some beer for them and you know be like hey you know i would eventually down the road i would like to do something with you guys you know little earworm yeah, just like like I'm doing with Tent City, you know, I I really want to do that across the. Across <laughs> so you the, came up with the idea first, and you're like, I gotta, all right, yeah, I'll work with them. We hear it first yeah. here, they heard it, so yeah, but yeah, no, across the uh, how clever, like across the garden. Yeah, I like so, that. English beer, across the garden. I drink it, but I mean that's just part of my alcoholism. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, we're not judging here. So. No, exactly not. I'm a I'm a professional alcoholic. Yeah. Well, you get paid. <laughs> I get paid to drink, <laughs> yeah. so it's fine. Um, all right, man. Thank you so much for answering all the questions, and stuff like that. That's been like it's really cool to hear. Like again, we'll, um, I'm still curious about what dead oak is, though. It's dead tree. <laughs> dead oak. So dead oak was thought up. I think he said 2013 when we went through that like severe drought. There was a whole bunch of dead oaks around here, and it. He just rolled with it, you know. You. you know, we still actually see dead oaks here and there, so it fits right into the uh, whole Atascadero thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're pretty dry up there year round. Uh, we see green maybe two weeks, uh, so the dead oak thing is just that. And our logo is pretty simple, clean, and everyone loves it. So yeah, it's pretty clean. 
I remember, I think, one of the first times I drove by there. Because what was it? Next door, there's like a coffee shop that have druids on the window. Yeah, Dark Nectar. Yeah. Except I didn't see the sign. and I, The logo, I think, pairs really well with the dead tree. So I walked into there thinking it was you guys. And that was like a very <laughs> bad first impression. Well, the funny thing is, like, it's almost interchangeable, too. Because we get people walking in there. I'm like, oh, you don't have coffee here? And I'm like, no, I'm a brewery coffee is next to her like oh okay and then walk out like we had two mts like i think they were getting off night shift and they came in and they were like oh would you like a beer and they like looked so confused <laughs> and then they just quickly walked out it's the best like, oh, coffee shop uh-oh. ever <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell if you know you won't tell <laughs> well that's right you have an ambulance station right across the street huh yeah oh i didn't and a fire station Fire station is a little bit down the street, but yeah. Yeah. In the same block. Close enough. All right. So if you get You're too in a pretty drunk, safe spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you get too drunk, they'll be there pretty no, fast. You can stumble to the ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Need you can meet them halfway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the intersection. Just collapse in the middle of the intersection. All right. So had a couple other things I was thinking of opening up, but since you mentioned that right now, take your guys' time. Next one to open up is from Alvarado Street, the Salad Bowl IPA. Nice. Yes. Uh, I'm actually pretty stoked about this. Party Wave Dave is on the front of it, holding his lettuces. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> in a very subjective place on his body. You guys have seen that in person, right? What? You guys the, have seen that in person, thing. right? The the lettuce man. That's a real. That's a that's a real. Um, yeah, like when you cut go up out the, when you go up the freeway. Thing. Yeah. Now that I think about, is it on the way to like Monterey? It's on the way to Monterey. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's a big cutout. It's thing. like it's like a, Dells a field worker. or Dells or whatever. Yeah, it is. It's a field yeah, there's, worker there's showing a, off his lettuce, but it's very provocatively placed. There's a bunch of those little ones going on the way, and they're just very like, what the fuck are these? It's doing? Like you like my lettuce? Okay, before we try this one, I'm gonna have to take a pee break. Alrighty. <laughs> so wow. Eric goes and takes a pee break. I guess Lee and I will just talk to each other and kind of dick around a little bit. Yeah. Make sure I take note. At I can hear you guys. First door on the left, but not the closet. <laughs> and we're back. All right. So we're sitting here enjoying some of the salad bowl from Alvarado Street. I'm needing a few more tastes. What are you guys thinking so far? Well, we got empty bladders and full glasses. So let's <laughs> figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's my definitely. I discovered that it's definitely my allergies that were messing me up because I can't smell shit on this either. I mean, I'm, and, I'm in the same boat as you. So. And you would, you definitely, definitely would. <laughs> so that's uh, that's part of the fun of uh, allergies. That's probably, you know, I bet you around this time of year, beers start getting really hoppy because like, I can't smell it. Add more hops. We need more hops. <laughs> Quintuple dry hops. Yeah. Oh man, do we do we know the hops on this one? Um, not off the top of my head. You can take a look. Here, on here. I got it. You got it? Do you have like an Alvarado Street app or something like that? It's well, like- Alvarado is only in my suggested search thing. <laughs> Every so. time you go to Google, it's like, did you mean Alvarado? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. Dead Oak Brewing. Did you mean Alvarado Brewing? <laughs> yeah. Brewing? I haven't mean- been <laughs> to the actual Monterey location. I hear it's really nice. I've just done miscellaneous one. Monterey, so... When I started at Slow Brew, I think I I went to Alvarado about a year before, two years before that. And when I went into Slow Brew when they first opened up, I was like, this is like a bigger version of that. It's very like, 
The slow brew downtown? Yeah. It was it's very in the same realm as a brew pub. You know, they have a like brewery tucked away behind glass there. And I honestly love it. You know, you can't go wrong with Monterey. Um and now that there's field works there too, walk up the street, you got and then you got the local Peter B's, which What's Peter? I haven't been. Uh, what's Peter B's? Uh, Peter B's is a brew house or brew pub. Uh, I think two blocks towards the water. There, uh, they do like. Food. Is it down off Alvarado Street? No, it's uh, it's like tucked away. So if you keep going, but it's in that same downtown area. Yeah, if over. you keep going towards the water, you reach that like that mission looking place. Yeah, and it's like tucked in behind there in like a little side street. So it's a you gotta know where it is to get there. Uh, well, a lot of locals know it. It's a local place for sure. Peter B's. What was it called? Peter B. Peter B's. Peter B. B's. Well, B's. I was trying to finish your statement, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Cool. I'll check that one out when I go there next. Yeah, and I guess uh, the word on the street is Alvarado is opening up a place in Carmel too. Oh damn! Uh, yeast of Eden. Oh, uh, okay. that makes sense. So that's they're, cool. They're gonna so. create that. They're gonna create that triangle going on. Yeah. Right there, so. yeah. I'm pretty stoked about Alvarado. Alvarado, you know, Carmel's a weird town. I don't know if I'd pick Carmel, but you know, I guess it's close enough to everything else for them. That'll yeah. make sense. Well, it's like it's almost like that triangle, like I was saying. Yeah, it's there, but also it's there. I guess that would be their sour facility. Yeah, yeast of Eden. Yeah, so keep that away from all the other goodies. Well, they do, well they do kettle sours right now. Which yeah. I know aren't as scary as most people think are, because oh, yeah. you know you you got the if you're if you're clean, then you got that uh, whole operation down. You just got to boil it off, type of thing. Right. I'm unable to find the hops on this one. So it's top hey, secret. Hops. Hey, Alvarado, make it more known, please. Yeah, put it on <laughs> the packaging. <laughs> they have everything, but they don't want us to know. You know. They uh, don't want us no, to they know. do like a little newsletter. Uh, what's new thing, and that they list it all there, but oh, uh, it's right here in the label. What's it say it's right got there? salad in it. Hold on, a <laughs> let me see this thing. <laughs> it doesn't have. It. Okay. What so, I what I might what I'm actually stoked about is that Simcoe dependent that they're releasing on Wednesday. Is that all like a smash or something? Or uh, yeah, it? Simcoe. This Just is Simcoe. not matching up because the only thing that pops up on Untapped is a 5.4 session IPA. Well, this says it's seven percent. <laughs> Honestly, I hate on top as a brewer and as a consumer too. <laughs> people <laughs> people rate stuff like they don't like okay. Oh yeah. Oh, this is a a one star, right? Uh really hoppy IPA, but I don't like IPAs. One or star. the best one is when they rate an IPA and they're like, "I don't like IPAs." And then they give it a 0.25. Yeah. It's like, "Okay, it's like, well, then why, why you, did you rate that then? Why did you even bother drinking it?" Yeah. And then they keep doing it, and it's mm-hmm. like, no, why? Like, you don't like IPAs. You just stated that. So, <laughs> so, so the, barring the ABV, if this is to believed at all, it is a name to tribute. Oh, it's a yeast-driven IPA because it says. Like, I don't know if I can trust this because it just says automatically yeast-driven pale ale. It's not a pale ale. It's definitely wrong. Whatever you're looking at. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna guess it's dry hopped with Idaho Seven and Amarillo melon forward with a sharp citrus finish. I don't fucking know. That's, <laughs> I don't believe in anything anymore. <laughs> Here, I'll keep looking and then I'll just shout out. Oh, I found it. <laughs> Here, I already found it. Watch here. 
<laughs> I found the what's new thing. The their their little thing. If it's not Pussycat, then I don't I don't believe you. Um Where's it's like the game Where's Waldo, but where's Hops Doe? That's much better than my bad joke. Was it? Yeah. Salad bowl. Okay. Seven percent low to moderate bitterness. Um, it has uh, Amarillo, Citro, uh, Nugget, and Eldorado. Okay. Mm. It's very good. I I have kind of personally been on the Alvarado is good, but the last couple ones I've tried have been like... From Alvarado? Yeah. Personally, they've been like, meh. This has been like the first one in a while where I'm like, this is really good. I, I don't think they became meh. I just think that whole style, like there's became, so many hops that you can put in this thing and then everything becomes same It's It's just like, and I'm not hating on stone, but it's like stone. There's yeah. so many IPAs that you can put out before you can be like, here's a new IPA. Like, it's I the think same IPA we made last time. This yeah. Is, yeah oh, this is, but you can't little, call it the same thing because it's a little bit different. So it's... This is probably going to sound good, real it, asinine, but kind of what you're describing, I think, does fit it really well is that their consistency has bred complacency. And I guess I'm always looking for like, oh, this is Alvarado. They're supposed to have like really good, really like different stuff. And this is just like, this is good, but it's like, I was kind of hoping for something more. Well, always, and that's not Alvarado's fault. That's my fault as a consumer. I always wonder if having different names for each beer you put out is a way to get around consistency. Because then you don't have to be consistent at all. Yeah, because yeah. if a batch is bad, then it's like, like, oh, well, that was just that one beer, you know? <laughs> or if you could make the same IPA twice, you know, and I mean, especially as a home brewer, consistency, good luck, you know? As a professional brewer, consistency is kind of what you're shooting for. If you're going to make the same beer, same brand, same name over and over and over, you know, you, that's kind of the idea. Yeah. But if if you change the name of the beer every time, then why bother worrying about consistency at all? Just make it good and... Let it be. I'm so glad we're here with Eric. Maybe that's a super negative way to go about it. No, I, I'm, just, I'm just glad we're here with Eric from Dead Oak talking about Alvarado. Like, that's just... Yeah. <laughs> Man, Alvarado sure is great. It is. No, do not get me wrong. They're a fantastic organization, and I wish they were going south instead of north with East of Eden. But, you know, we don't always win those dice rolls. That's not, that's not yeah, always but, our favorite. You know, we have a lot of local places here that will get it in. Uh, Hot Shots in Pismo uh, drives up there regularly to get kegs of it um, and cans of it. Uh, so we, we'll always have it in this area. And if they do open up a facility where they can just start distributing yeast of Eden, we'll see it, you know, fill from Hot Shots will definitely be getting it. So. I'm sure they'll get it at CalFresh, too, if it's going to be packaged in cans or anything. Yeah. yeah that's where, that's where you got this one. I see the yeah. I see the sticker. Yeah, I got this one from CalFresh. Like I said, very, very happy with this one. Right yeah, on. no, I'm, I'm like, you know, you say you're a man with it, but even in my man state, it's good, and I would continuously drink that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, a man Alvarado was still... Like head and shoulders above some other stuff out there on the shelf. Yeah, no, it's just for I sure. think kind of again one of the problems that you face in craft beer, or at least I've seen it. I've talked to people about it is because you get you get this place that you hear so much about, and then like you have all of the you try it, it's good, but because they're so consistent, they can consistently put out the same like level quality of beer that you kind of almost get like I was hoping for something like a little bit more and. That's yeah. That's definitely not on Alvarado. That's on that's on the consumer of knowing just like no, just appreciate the damn beer that you have. Yeah, but that Simcoe dependent on Wednesday. I 
I'm you want to get a piece of Anna? I'm heading north. I've already. They've already released it, and then so they released it on draft, and then they released it in cans now. Nice. But it's going back to that whole like old world. I guess we can consider it nowadays because we went through that whole IPA, double IPA, triple, quadruple IPA. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to the New Englands, and then we're reaching that end where New Englands are still going to be around, but then we're going. Back to the old Back to the classics. Yeah. Simcoe. Back to basics, if you will. Basics, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. I think the brute IPAs are, are willing to take you up on that. Oh, um, yeah, I thought you were gonna make one of those. You had me all excited no, for it. <laughs> well, that was that was Chelsea right there. Yeah. That was not that, that being said, if you guys try any, like I've they're actually not that bad in my opinion. Like yeah. I like the dryness. I like the, the light crispiness of them. I think they're really I think they're really easy drinking and like I don't really, I don't like champagne that much. It's kind of taking that. Well, I guess that. Uh, Dado got got to do it then. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get it, give it a try. I mean, we got the we got the man, the plan here who can actually make that happen. Yeah, so you know, maybe maybe we'll try it. You know, <laughs> I've only had one, and it was from Bike Dog. It was good. Did I really think that there was much there with that one? No, it was just like super dry, and mm-hmm. I guess. As a consumer, I'm like looking for more flavor, I guess. Right, right. That's true. Um, you know, IPAs and stuff like that can still get super dry, but then you still get all that hop aroma where I feel like that high CO2, I think, in it, they carve it up pretty high, like pretty well, high. The, the, uh, so the champagne IPA is kind of this new, or brute IPA is kind of this new, newer idea, it seems. But there's always been a champagne beer out there, a little-known champagne beer, where it's a huge process to make it. It even comes down to the point where you have to store it upside down, and will you actually uh, carb it up with the champagne yeast in a cork and cage bottle. Then you have to turn it upside down, freeze it, so that you get the yeast out. So you pop the bottle. You have a little uh, ice plug on it. Pop the bottle with the yeast out, then recap it again. And then you have a beer that actually is uh, pours and tastes like a champagne. Okay. So they they've kind of taken that idea and mixed an IPA idea with it, um, which is I think the idea. But a lot of them I haven't seen really do the whole traditional kind of champagne yeast all the way through it. You know. Um, well, how are you going to do that on a keg though? <laughs> it could be done. Could be. <laughs> it could be done. Like you, you said, know. lengthy process. Yeah, it's a lengthy, pain in the ass process. Um, but you know, that's I think that's why it's such a kind of a old, old traditional beer that nobody wants to mess with, to do it that kind of authentic way, and for what reward, you know? But yeah, it just cranked the CO two out of it and carb it up really good. But I mean, part of the idea of the champagne beer was the little itty bitty bubbles, because you know you want to have those little super effervescent bubbles in yeah. it. And you can only get that by naturally carbonating. And I, and I feel like yeast. once you have those bubbles, like you're you're essentially scrubbing the beer, yeah, of all the aroma in the glass. So if you don't smell it within the first that's totally ten true. minutes of truly like having your beer, mm-hmm. then you're not gonna like afterwards. You're just gonna be like, mm, this tastes like, like yeah. carbonated water, <laughs> exactly. So that's that's, that's why I want to do like I ideally I wanted to play with that idea and do like a party guile style beer mm-hmm. and then have the second running is be a, a champagne style and then the first one just be like I don't know some other fun thing to play with yeah but 
it's too much too much work <laughs> way too much work yeah no it's and I, and I, who who created it or who brought it back i think it was drake's wasn't it the champagne the, the brute the brute yeah they're one of the names i heard like towards the beginning of it yeah okay i think it was drake's the drake's did a collaboration with some guy up there i think it was and that's what started this whole trend mm. and then it was funny because it went up to like it went up to sack to bike dog and then it's like trickling back down i think the first one that i've seen in this area was actually institutional now i know ccb right. has one brutality yeah good name and what <laughs> i was there earlier and people were ordering it They're yeah like, no oh. it's a, definitely a decent beer too it's good to drink but I actually tried that humble, uh, the humble coast. That was, for being a non-New England, was actually pretty fucking good. So, right. Um, let's see. What do you guys think we should open up next? Because sorry, watch your phone. Well, I don't want to. I got. You want to time travel here? Or is it time to time travel yet, or not? Being the wonderful host that you are. Oh, we mean, we mean time back to the basics. Oh no no we um we could do that I mean everyone's doing some stuff we got like thirty plus minutes we can go back to the basics we can go back to basics later yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I was gonna say pretty much I have a bunch of dark dark stuff and then I have uh one sour that Eric should know what I'm talking about undercurrents undercurrents mm. okay um, we got some of that um kind of ties into a story that we can jump upon and talk about but i also have some silver stout from silver brewing Cow. let's do uh the undercurrents and then the silver stout i like that let's idea. go transition into the next next uh, topic i'm okay with that <laughs> yeah no i the first time i had this beer i was i was super happy with it uh it's almost like the uh consecration clone from russian or it's like a consecration clone um, super jammy though, unlike consecration. Let's see if this doesn't hit me in the face because it's a corking cage. Oh boy, you're aiming it at me, man. <laughs> That's way she's gonna said. bounce off the ceiling, and it's actually probably not gonna do anything. It was just gonna be, yes, he was super timid. So yeah, this is a wild ale fermented with black currants. Barrel ratio: ninety-five percent French oak, uh, and a whole bunch of other numbers and stuff. Six point three percent alcohol. And a whole bunch of other numbers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is batch number two. I actually didn't know they made a batch number two. I did not know that either. Yeah. So we'll have this out on the table. I guess the batch one would be only draft then. Probably. Perhaps. Was it? Well, no, it wasn't at the propagator. So it was probably just. Yeah, uh, who the hell knows? I feel like Barrel Works is one of those ones that's local that I don't respect enough. Not because I maybe, think they're bad. Maybe batch one is like, okay, everybody who works at Firestone <laughs> gets a case that's and tell me what you think. Uh, you know, I wonder. Probably smells not. good. That'd be a fun thing. That'd be a fun thing to think. What's your guys' uh, favorite fire uh, barrel works ones that you've had? Uh, so I have a bias opinion. You can't really ask me this. Uh, Feral one will be, will always be my baby. Um, I was one of the lucky few that got to bottle batch one. Um, actually, I bottled it and labeled it. Um, all bottles. So, uh, which one? Uh, of undercurrents? Uh, no, no, no. Oh. Feral one. Oh, feral one. Okay. Oh, I thought you said barrel one, like like feral one. Okay, feral one. Uh, yeah, feral so one's pretty fantastic. So th- that mean, will really always can't. be my baby uh, when I see that on the shelves. You really uh, can't beat that guy. Yeah, and it, and as he goes on with that beer, it is getting like that super barnyard funkiness. That like oh, it's it's almost like a traditional Belgium beer on that point. 
That's pretty damn good. So as we pass this one around, we'll kind of go into more news stories. Uh, this one's a little bit of a talker, so I apologize. But uh, we've been off the air, quote unquote, I guess, for a while. And in that time, the World Beer Cup happened. And we want to give some props to our local our local brewers. Uh, both Firestone and Walker and Figueroa Mountain took home several medals. Uh, Firestone Walker had four medals three of which were gold. They got a gold in the American style pale ale for sea hops, which I believe was started at the propagator. Yes. Uh, they took gold for Stevo in the Keller beer and Zwickle beer category. And I believe that was the collaboration with Russian. Ri- no. Yeah. Yeah. Russian you're, river. You're correct. And then their final gold was in, was for the double barrel ale and the ordinary or special bitter category. And they took home one silver for their creaky bones in the American style sour. Was was Stevo the one with the collab for Russian River? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there was S T S and always, Stevo yeah. pills, right? You're correct. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, I thought it was. I thought you were saying the other one was. Uh, for Figueroa Mountain, they received one gold for I dunkled in my pants in the Munich style dunkel category, and two silvers, one for the Red Rock. In the Imperial Red category and Stagecoat Stout in the Oatmeal Stout category. Yeah, Fig Mountain really kicks ass with that Dunkled beer. Yeah, Seriously. no, it's like what four or five times that they won. Yeah, something they keep like that. getting golds for that thing, or at least at least um, meddling with it. You know, it seems like every time you turn around, there's only a medal for that one. Other beers here on the uh, Central Coast region that took home medals: uh, Artifacts took home a medal. Um, I think we were discussing earlier. Do you remember? I don't, I don't Alvarado? Know. No, no, Artifacts took one. Artifact? I, Metal 2. I don't well. know. It was probably their stout, probably. Their stout was pretty good. Uh, I met the guys at the uh, Tascadero Beer Fest, and they were super chill dudes, and um, their stout was pretty solid. Um, they came into the brewery and was talking to me about it. So I'm sorry for being a stupid person, but where the hell's Artifacts at? Is that uh, it's like San Clemente or something. Like that. Uh, okay. It's it's some it's like it's like northern San Diego. It's like okay. in between well, just, there and uh, Anaheim, where you're like what's in between there type yeah. of thing. So a power plant. Um, <laughs> no, well, it's, the, like it's the boobs. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the, the boobs. It's the, it's the boobs. That's how you do. Almost, you're close to San Diego. You're like, oh, boobs. I'm, I'm almost <laughs> to the beer mecca. Boobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, other two that we kind of talked about, or at least one of them we definitely talked about, is Alvarado Street took home gold for their local Shred Red in the Double Red category. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Casa Agria out of Oxnard uh, got a medal for their El Sur, and I believe that was silver? I don't know what it is. Whatever it was, it was well-deserved. Well that beer is mind-blowing. It's super... That barnyard funk, it's got all the characters of that style in that beer, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them for taking. This is their, I think their second medal for that, and their second medal overall for any beer, and that has won two times. I remember hearing Elser winning before, but was that it? Was that it? Wasn't that a Great American Beer Festival? Yeah, yeah. So they've medaled at both so American Beer Festival. Essentially, back to back medals for that beer. So. That's awesome. No, I, I I love Casa Agria. We've we talked about it a little bit before the recording. I love all of these places. Let's be fair; like they're they're all hardworking. They've all definitely earned it. It's nice to see because you know Firestone Walker is one of those ones that have been around for so long. But I mean, in some really 
in some kind of big categories, American style pale ale, the sea hops like that. That's a tough, that's a tough one to win. That actually blew my mind because, you know, we've had all these beers winning the pale ale category with predominantly mosaic and citra. Right. And this all sea hop beer. They went back in. to the classic hops yeah. on that one. And, and it goes and back, it you know, like, you, guys, you guys try to fight me on this by going, oh, the brute IPA, this and that. But the hops are changing. The hops are going back to the classic route. Where you see Alvarado releasing the Simcoe uh, Dependent, which how often do you see Simcoe in a beer nowadays? Right. And then you see Seahop winning. I right. think we're transitioning back into the old school hop style, and I hope that continues because, you know, when I tried that Simcoe Dependent beer, it was like, wow, I really, just... I really enjoy this. And it, and the funny thing is when that. When that Simcoe came on the market, or when it became, I shouldn't say came on the market, but like predominant, it was known as the cat piss right. hop. But when I tried it at Alvarado, like I think it was almost two months ago at this point in time, I was like, wow, I really enjoy this cat piss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I miss this. Like, I don't care. Like, I didn't, at that moment in time in my life, I didn't care for the tropical fruit smoothie in a glass. You like, want oh, hop flavored hops? You mean? I guess so. Piney yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, type of thing. So it's just crazy to see that transition. It's happening. It's it will happen uh, with Sea Hop winning. I'm pretty proud of that. You know, it's. I think that's gonna be kind of that's gonna kind of kickstart a lot of um, opinions. You know, they're gonna start playing with those classic hops a lot more again now. Considering and that. at Dead Oak, that's what we're doing with our with our uh, Dead Oak IPA. We're going for that super traditional west coast ipa type of thing uh so we'll probably always use simcoe simcoe for me i love that hop and i just love that like dankiness i guess mm-hmm. I, when i say dankiness i feel really unprofessional i like to say <laughs> resiny resiny uh, yeah <laughs> i'm trying to get a little but uh <laughs> simcoe will always be there in that beer i'm pretty sure uh and honestly, at this point in time, we are loving that Vic Secret, and probably Vic Secret or Galaxy will be in that one. I've always loved Galaxy too. That one's killer. Just do a just do Vic Secret and Galaxy together, and just knock it out of the park. Yeah, could you please? <laughs> I can always get some hops for you. Anything <laughs> yeah. for you, Lee. Thanks, baby. Just give me the <laughs> leftovers of that Vic Secret once you're done. Yeah. Uh, what are your guys' uh, thoughts on the undercurrents that we're currently doing? Undercurrents is, is super awesome. Uh, How can you be sad at it? You said you, you're getting like a jamminess from it. I almost get like a fruit punch-esque. Yeah, so I had a, a early bottle of this uh, before public thing type thing. Basically, you're in the public know release. Cool. I shouldn't. Be saying that, but whatever. Oh, it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you if it. Sour Jim's your buddy, it's okay. No, because he says, like, don't say that. Don't tell anybody right. that we're friends. <laughs> don't let's, tell anybody that we're let's friends. Be honest. Be, Do you I think he will listen to this? <laughs> Probably not. There we go. <laughs> well, then we need you to put it on blast on your social media. Well, no. I like mean, realistically, like, heads up, like, spoilers for anybody, but uh, we're really close to 500 downloads, so you're going to be our episode that puts us at 500. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh, ooh. laughs> uh, no. You know, I had this... Uh, it was labeled and everything, and it was, like, pre-release, and it was not as carbonated as it was, you know, but it, we're still getting a lot of fruit characteristics and that type of thing, so... Mm. 
All righty. Um, we move on to the next little bit of news, kind of a follow-up to our last episode. But uh, during the last episode, we talked about how New Realm Brewing out of Georgia, co-owned by Mitch Steele, had purchased the brew equipment from the closed-down Green Flash Virginia facility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it had followed up recently afterwards and kind of newer news since the last one that he ended up actually buying the brew facility. So now hopefully he'll keep everything in there. And like, I don't, I don't know about Mitch Steele that much, but uh, what are the odds you think he's able to bring in some, if not most of those people that were able to, that lost that their jobs through green flash and keep those people going? Well, I hope he does, you know, it sucks losing a job and, you know, I've been there at the end of the last year. Uh, so I hope he does that. Uh, it's just funny that he left Stone Brewing Company to do his new thing because he was tired of being a big brewery and being like the manager and not the right. brewer. <laughs> but then is going back on that, you know, Mitch still does awesome beers. I'm not discrediting him for that, but it's just it's funny that they're already expanding. They're not even a year old at this point in time. Yeah. Um. And I and I honestly really haven't heard anything in the beer scene about his beer. Maybe he's just used to having that volume to work with, or you, know, you get used to having different contracts and distribution rings, and you have to have a certain amount of volume to even be in the conversation. Yeah, so maybe he just knows I mean, those people and knows well, that, that size. I don't know if you've seen the Atlanta location, but it is. Pretty fucking big. It's a monster. Yeah, no, and it's like, I guess it's like they have like their own catering company and stuff like that. Like, like it's not something to like mess around with. Like this is it's, it's a pretty legit system that he's got going over there right. and stuff like that. Like he's got like the uh, what CCB is doing with like the the serving tanks and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure he has that going on over there and stuff like that. So. Like it's not something that he's just like, oh, I'm doing this. Like, one person we could probably call up because he recently was there. Probably put Tony bags on the phone and be like, "Yep, yeah, what was New Realm like?" Yeah. He he took a tour of the uh, East Coast pretty recently, and he was checking all the, like Creature Comforts, New Realm, everything like that. Well, I know. Well, bags was already raving about New Realm. It's just. The point that I'm making is like we haven't heard anything in the beer scene. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's like And I and and I can and I can credit a little bit of this. Like I I went back to Georgia and Georgia's not really I think their their laws, their liquor laws and their beer laws are like really holding them down right is now. Is that the one that's like you have to pay for tasters or like uh It's like a souvenir glass. To, yeah, you have to pay for a tour of the facility to get a beer at the place yeah, or something so like that. Yeah, so I th- so this was a long time ago. It was like it's 2011 really when I went for last back and I went to Terrapin or whatever it is, mm-hmm. the turtle one. And it was a two hour window or like an hour window. And you had to buy a glass and you got these tasters included. Right. With yeah. It. But then it was like a chug fest. It was like it was like <laughs> a frat party, and you just had to chug the beers because they were like trying to rush you out of there, type of thing. So they only give you a certain amount of time as well, then. Yeah, yeah. Trying to find and it was crazy, but then the but then you go to can. a gas station, what or five points, and you can fill up a growler right then and there. 
At a gas station? Yeah, at a gas station. That was mind blowing. There was a couple so places it's like actually that in Arizona cool. as well. There's a couple, <laughs> pla- yeah. There's places that do that. They have beer on tap at gas stations. Yeah, and just none I've heard of in California. Of, I remember there was a drive-through liquor store in Atascadero a while back. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, all right I down ever, by Dove Creek. On I thought that, that was crazy. <laughs> and I was like, "That's cool," but growler uh, fills and gas stations. But then you can't. Bu- you, well, till recently you couldn't buy it uh, on Sundays though. Oh really? It's yeah, kinda, it was a dry county yeah. or dry Sunday or whatever it is. Yeah. There's a lot of places that do that. I think the southern it's definitely Midwest. definitely in the Bible Belt for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but it was crazy going back there in 2011 and just seeing, like, all these beers on the shelf. I literally just pretty much tossed out my uh, all my clothes and just brought back beer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I don't need like, this I don't anymore. Need this <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, you know, that was, like, before McKellar really blew up and, like, opened up all these, like, things. And I was bringing out that uh, I brought back the whole, like, series of, like, that black hole like his imperial style in like different barrels and stuff like hmm. that so is that um where was that from you're saying sorry that um, just reminds me of the mckellar the, okay that's good that reminds me of yeah. the eclipse out of 50 50 yeah and that that series is pretty damn awesome to try those barrels but as a consumer that price tag is not where i want it to be like what, yep. 30 to 40 bucks yep too rich for your blood huh it's not tourist for my blood, but when I can enjoy a a Firestone barrel aged beer for right twelve bucks, then in a, now I'm, in a twelve I'm, ounce bottle, which is yeah, much more manageable, and I can easily drink it by myself. Yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna open this one up and just have it on the table when we're ready. You're rushing me too fast. Open, which one up? That's why I'm saying it's you know gonna be on the table. Take your time. <laughs> oh, the silver. Yeah, I figured we uh, last bit of news I thought was interesting for here the uh, the uh, Central Coast. They do have really sexy bottles. I love these fucking bottles. Dude, I, I he, he did it right with those. Is bottles that a seven fifty sure. then, or is, no? It? It's it's five, a five fifty, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's like five. It just looks or something than it like is. that. It's called a Tosca bottle. Tosca bottle. Yeah, it's like imported from like Italy or something like that. So it's like seventeen ounces, which is a really seventeen and a quarter ounces. That's which a manageable is a, amount. Like yeah, it's a it's a really random one, but they sold out in two three days. Oh fuck, this one's another cork and cage. Don't hit yourself in the face. You're I aiming d- right at your face. Well, hopefully this is not going to pop out of you. So, well, yeah, it's now you're aiming at his not face. Moving it fucking all. <laughs> so That's might, another thing. I hope this thing blasts you in the face and beer cockies you. Stop wanting to bring face. harm to me. <laughs> Fuck. The He's, problem with the cork and caging uh, imperial stouts. Yeah, yeah. Why cork? I mean, I don't know. Is it bottle conditioned? Well, all of them are cork and cage. Like every single one of their bottles. Yeah. All the silvers. Yeah, all the silvers. The, the well, opening like, is only that size. Yeah, it's yeah. like how is the else gonna do it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's no cap there. Well, this is gonna take a lot of airtime. So keep talking, guys. Isn't, no. doesn't Libertine use caps? They use caps, and then they use a cork. Cork, yeah. They so do the, you just they cap do the, it with the caps that they use? No, I'm pretty sure that hole. Is small. I moved it like a yeah, quarter of the way. You're making me incredibly nervous right now. Well, okay, you want to do it? Away? No, I have nothing. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, I don't want to get this spilled all over your laptop here. Oh, it's okay. Well, no, we're well, we, we're we just, here all night. I'm waiting don't for the worry. whole neck to break off. Yeah, seriously, under, that's gonna be under Shane's might. You should just saber it off. Then at this uh, point, time. just bite it, bite oh, the whole God. neck off. That's probably gonna do worse because I'm gonna like smash my teeth on the. Neck. <laughs> this is great quality content. When it, when it pops, it's just going to be like, boop. 
and super. No, it's not even gonna pop here. Do you want me to do this? Okay. Okay. He's gonna <laughs> show. Eric's gonna show me how to show. do it in like half a second. He's just twisting it. I really hope it takes him more than ten seconds, so I'm not like a complete a total fuck Nancy up. boy. And you're like probably the strongest guy here. Bullshit! Do you see those muscles? I see. You broke the fucking cork. <laughs> 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 give, a, give a corker I do have a corker But until we do that I, I figure we'll do Another effort Alright Alright I'm gonna pause this Let me show gonna, you how to do this So I'm gonna pause this And we're gonna go get a uh, Bottle opener And we'll be it's right there, back yeah. <laughs> And we're back We were able to solve The cork fiasco And now we're enjoying Some Silver Stout from Silver Brewing Co I guess we, I was too strong Trying to open it Yes Confirmed Eric is too strong Um Speaking of too strong, this 12.6 whiskey barrel aged stout <laughs> is not too strong, in my opinion. Not I, too strong. No, 12.6 isn't too strong. I don't you? think. I don't think the out. It's not very. Uh, it's not very hot, in my opinion. Oh, well, you're talking about in terms of character. Yeah, I'm t- and talking about in terms of taste and, and barrel character. You know, I this, see. this seems because in terms of character, you know, you're too strong. The fact that I'm lacking any. <laughs> Oh, God, these horrible jokes. Anyways. You're the nicest person I've ever met. Did you know that? We're not here to talk about that. Anyways. But you are. <laughs> he's way Little too, does he know. He's way too nice. He, I, I always tell him, like, man, you're way too fucking nice. You got to be more of a dick. He's always like <laughs> the sweetest guy. I love it. He's <laughs> such a nice guy. So, yeah, Silva Stout uh, named in part for the head brewer and owner, Chuck Silva. Um, super awesome dude. Super awesome dude. Very, very humble. Very humble. Very humble and very nice. I remember talking to yeah. him at the Central Coast Craft Beer Festival, the one in the Atascadero Sunken Gardens, and he was very open to talking to just this random person coming up to him with a microphone and Lee following me with Shoving a camera. Shoving it in his face. No, no. I, I made sure to keep it distant. I was like, please. Like, I know this is... Like, yeah, can I uh, ask you a couple of questions and not sound like an idiot? Did we talk to Chuck? We didn't talk to Chuck. Oh, <laughs> I talked to Chuck Silva. You were... Lee was too beer. far gone. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought you meant like for the video podcast. Yeah, we, we didn't do the we didn't do a video of Chuck. Well, we got it next time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's well. I, sure I, ho- I hope they do that festival each year. Like oh, yeah. Matt, sure Matt did a super awesome job with that, and like it was funny when I got the email for that festival. I was like. It was like load in time this, load in time that, right. and this and that. And I was Check like, in here. What? I was like, what? Check in. And then I te- I literally text uh, the person that was helping me out. I was like, this is the most professional beer event yeah. I've ever had to deal with. That's and exactly like, what I've heard. She's like, all what ends. are you going on about? And I was like, dude, we get load in times. <laughs> <laughs> we get check in times. What is this? I can't. I, I can't imagine for like a brand new beer festival doing really any better like they were able honestly to- he set the bar high and i hope he keeps it high and if not going higher with that because he did a phenomenal job with that well you know he did a bunch of beer festivals down south and like okay. beer mecca so he's used to having big time festivals you know he that's that's what he was about uh, and not just his accounting but he was on the podcast last yeah. time right so no that was uh he was there before who, that yeah he was on volume number six yeah, no, it's super awesome, dude. Yeah, I I hope he continues it, and you know he was actually there. Well, he already will because it's already slated for next year. The, yeah, he he got approval for it before in the garden. In the gardens, oh, he's already yeah. got like five grand from the city of Atascadero to do it. And Dead Oak is one block from that. Yeah, yes. you can stumble across. You guys across. did an after party for that, didn't you? Yeah, we did an after party. We actually it was crazy because we did a 
We didn't do an after party the first day, but uh, Friday he put on a beer reception or a brewer's reception thing, and it was essentially just a bottle share for all of us. Mm-hmm. And that was fun meeting everyone, and then everyone came after to Dead Oak, and then they went to Street Side, and then they finished off at Whiskey and June's. But I remember like meeting all those like Ventura County brewers, and they're like, oh, I hear about the, the open container law. I was yeah. Like, they come up to me like, you're a part of Dead Oak. You're a part of this town. Like, is that you, true? Is that true? And I'm like, yeah, grab a beer. And so I grab, grab And too bad you didn't have your crawling machine back then. I, now I do. Right. Now we do. Next so. year is going to be a lot of uh, Dead Oak cans <laughs> strewn across the lawn. <laughs> hey, free PR, free PR. So yeah, I'm, right. not, I'm not worried about it. You better get your cleanup crew out there early. To- <laughs> But yeah, they like they came up to me and like, is this true? And I was like, grab a can. And then I went out and it was so happening. Like a cop drove by at that point in time. I cracked it open. And, and like, you wink at the cop. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, copper? Uh, and they were like, they were just mind blown. I remember like meeting them the next day and they were like, I hate you so much for pointing that out to us. Like, I guess they just like walked up and down the street like you know they walk to the street side and they walk to whiskey and jeans with a growler there are some good things about atascadero <laughs> uh, well i joke around I, with customers each day about it and, i really hope uh, they don't like, lose that rule we're like the uh quiet las vegas kind of, yeah yeah <laughs> we're the quaint quaint yeah. just trade the uh gambling for meth and uh, you know you're right there. Whatever, it's the same. It's the same stuff. Yeah. You're wasting no, money on stuff. No. So. Tascadero's good. Tascadero's good. Tascadero's the heat. Definitely the heat is the same. That's for sure. I'll tell you yeah. that much. No, Tascadero is up and coming, and we're so thankful to be coming in that like first round of like bringing it back to life. And you're actually on a street that's going to really pop up. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, right now you know it's who, who goes down in Trotta, but you know it's we notice it. Yeah, we notice it. We've noticed it as soon as it got started getting warmer. People were walking around, and I mm-hmm. let a couple of customers come in, like while they're walking their dog or something. They're like, oh yeah, we're just gonna walk around the block, and then we stumble across the Holy Grail. And what and I've I was noticed like, what is the Holy uh, Gra- what's the Holy Grail? And they're like a beer, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> nice. I like. What it. I've noticed is gone from uh, easy parking to no parking on that street. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's the nice thing too. Like you guys are right around the corner from probably the nicest hotel in the city two of the most popular food places in Sylvester's and side street. You're pretty much everything nightlife ish is within walking distance. Cause you have 10 city, you have dead Oak brewing, you have whiskey in June. Like everything is pretty much in this two set block that it's, it just, it would breed like, Hey, come check us out. It right. breeds kind of tourism or yeah. foot traffic. And, and that's exactly going on that, uh, I get a, I get asked a lot. It's like, oh, are you worried about another brewery popping up here? And I'm like, personally, no, I I'm not so. worried yeah, because right. what that does is, so for the longest time, it was Tent City there. No out of towners are gonna stop in one city for one brewery. Now that we have Dead Oak here, and Tent City, Tent City, yeah, yeah. two breweries. They're like, okay. That's and a stop. isn't there a third? Well, there's Santa Maria Brewing coming down so the So Santa way. Maria, and that's probably still about a year out. But still uh, coming. Uh, there there there's was, there's a third or a one. Fourth, I guess that would be. Yeah, well, fourth. Yeah, whoever opens up first. Yeah, right. Third, fourth, <laughs> number three. They're tied for right there. But uh, uh, I think it was like at first they were known as like Little Earth. Or something like that, because it like played off like that little tree, and there was like the whole like. Yeah, I wonder, is it the same little tree people? Yeah, I it think is. it is. I think it is. So they rebranded. They, they rebranded to Colony Mash. 
quality mesh colony where are they going colony. in at because i, w- I uh, was at- so the rumor is i heard that they're opening up by bristol's over okay. that that okay. makes sense because yeah, yeah. i was in side street the other day and there was a it was before the festival there was a guy wearing a three floyds like zombie dust shirt and i was like oh you're here for the festival I was like no i'm here locally but i'm actually a home brewer opening up my own brewery he said it's near some coffee place. I, I feel yeah. Like so I, that would be Bristol's Jobella. Was he from? Uh, yeah. Was he from up north then? Or I didn't get a chance to talk to him much. Like, those are the Little Tree guys. Were from up north. So little, yeah. Little Tree was in Grover. Yes. Uh, and then they were from the San Jose area. Right. Yeah. No, I met those guys. Super awesome. Yeah, they were cool peeps. So I met them. I'm sad that they shut down or yeah, didn't work out. I, guess, I don't know why. Any reason why, but. Well, it's just that that location and, you know, it's all about location nowadays. And I don't think that, you know, Man Rock quickly went out of that location. Little Tree went in and then Bitter Sweets right there at that same location. So yeah. I think it's just that location and depends on your hours. You know, if you have a full time job, if you do, you both have a, a lot of these starting breweries, you, you have a full time job and you brew afterwards, you know? Yeah. So those hours are going to be somewhat sucky unless if you have an yeah. employee there. And that's in that sandwich shop. While it's a popular sandwich shop next to where Little Tree was. Surfside or whatever it was. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, it was a lunchtime spot, you know? Yeah. If it's you're not su- there at lunch hours, good luck. It is kind of surprising, though, because as someone who doesn't, again, I don't know much about this kind of stuff. I don't know as much about this business. But you have all those little restaurants there. You have, like, the Dragon Buffet. Um, you have the Vons right across the street. That is a very, I and mean, it's one of the more popular streets in Side Street. So to hear, like, the foot traffic or traffic going that way isn't wasn't doing so well that yeah. kind of is a bit surprising to me to think about you got a fig mountain now there too yeah yeah down the street walking it's distance it's walking distance yeah i'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. not gonna have like some hate to say it mediocre beer <laughs> or go down to fig mountain and have some pretty decent beer yeah you know and like a full man <laughs> the dunk on my pants you know yeah <laughs> i mean gold medal beers and stuff you know <laughs> oh, man. yeah speaking of, a, speaking of fig mountain their expansion going down south have you seen it uh, seen it or heard, heard anything it? like seen there's pictures on no, i have not seen any yeah photos. they're creating this like whole big campus down uh in, so down south like south of their original uh, builton or like world Be- religion, yeah bigger oh. than builton or no it's it's there it's at builton yeah so they're like that so the pictures is out of space <laughs> one of the pictures that i've seen is it's so they've created a concrete pad behind it mm-hmm. and then they like created maybe about 20 feet backwards out out buildings and stuff like that and they have like a whole like firestone uh pipe bridge going to like, oh, their wow. cellar thing yeah like uh i don't know if, i forget his name i've met him a couple times uh, his instagram name is like wetworks or something like that mm-hmm. and i guess they've cellared or they uh loggered their f- or they filtered their uh, first logger today no into shit. that system. Yeah. Awesome. No, it's super crazy. And they like the uh, the bridge has like Figaro Mountain Brewing Company over it. So there's going to be obviously parking of some Dude, sort. Now right I want to go check that out. Yeah, no, they're expanding pretty hard did right Did you now. go down to the uh, uh, Logger Town Festival? No, I wish I did. So I heard it was awesome. Dude, loggers are my jam right now. Like, yeah. It's super easy to drink. And it's and like going was, It's going back to like the basics. Like, that I was keep at Figaro Mountain. It's like going back to the basics, you know. I used to be a hophead, sour head, you know, barrel aged beer, but like those malty lager beer, malty and lager beers. 
I think it's what everybody started on, you know. All right, we all kind of. I think we all kind of started on Coronas and and like uh, light American lagers and. This is just the drinkable uh, college beers, you know. <laughs> There's a soft spot in our hearts that we want to go back to that. Yeah, that and the fact that it's just it becomes easier. Like you kind of get to those points where, like you were saying, you drink those heavier, like those like big flavor blast beers, those dark beers, you fucking burn out on them. Yeah, and you just be like, no, I want like an IPA or like a sour or something. Like, yeah, if I want to drink volume, I'm still not fucked over. Which is why that that uh, watermelon sour from Rare Barrel at the Invitational was so awesome because you could just drink the living shit out of it and it was hot as hell and it wasn't so sour that it give you a kick in the teeth every time yeah. it was just delicious and drinkable i'm a little jealous about that one <laughs> you should be all right amazing all righty guys as we're kind of winding down here a little bit um we have so eric we were kind of talking about a little bit earlier but you didn't seem to know we have a little game that we play on the show that we like all of our guests to participate in. Oh, yeah. Called Binge Bong Bail. Now, have you ever heard of the game Shag, Mary Kill? Uh, f- fuck, Mary Kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just I feel like Shag's much more proper to say. Mm. So we have adapted that to a beer drinking game. Okay. Binge is you have to drink two cases in a week. Bong, you beer bong a growler. Bail, you have a barrel, you're at the facility. It's you just have to like tip it over. It's like goodbye, all of dump this it beer. down the drain. Yeah. Oh man. So, so yeah, so we have. So this is coming from a consumer aspect, not kind of. A- <laughs> like, I think it's like for you, especially a brewer and consumer. So you might take into a into effect the amount of work that went into making a barrel of Feral One, perhaps. Yeah. Which Speaking I think might be one of the one, beers we're going to use. Your first beer is Feral One. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, second one will be Simcoe Dependent. You fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be nice and not use one of your beers. So your third one, I think going off of your original story, even though you didn't like it originally, we'll go with Arrogant Bastard. Oh, you got that kind of put a spot in his drinking. Yeah, that's a good one. They kind of okay, bought him into so the So the first one is two cases a week. Yeah. Yes, you would have to drink two cases of this beer in one week. That's and then binge. the second thing was a beer, beer bong a growler so 64 ounces of just a particular down at once boom 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 <laughs> okay suck it down boy so you actually made this quite easy for me so. really which beer okay the, the arrogant so i would you know they've done so much to that arrogant bastard you know they've barely did this and that i would take a barrel and dump it down the drain just that easy huh yeah i would right now if we had this beer i would do it on this podcast. Holy shit. Okay. I would beer bong a Simcoe dependent. Okay. We have talked about that with the video podcast. Yeah. We, we, we also, I, I was doing some kind of like research. 64 ounces is a lot of beer. We're, we're also kind of. You uh, might hear some like vomits, you know, yeah. whatever. You know, I was doing some research and I don't think the human stomach can hold more than like yeah. 32 ounces at once. So, so you actually but it hey, hey, hey. Fun. it would taste good coming back up to it. So. <laughs> no, forget hot burns. Hell, it would still be cool. Hot, <laughs> yeah. hot, hot, hot vomit. <laughs> hot vomit. But yeah, no. And I would, I would, I would take that two cases and enjoy. You that could take two cases, two cases of feral one over a week. Well, because you yeah. figure sours, like how many, how many, like the bottles you of sours better, to a case. You 12? better have some tums with you, dude. One in the morning, one at night. Well, I think a, what even case? I think a case. A week, we're still gonna to, go at twenty four. Yeah, you gotta go like at least twenty four in a week. So that's forty. That's forty eight beers in a week. No, 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 no. It's not. 
Do you think is it twelve? Twenty four per case? Hey, I, think it's I don't drink my kombucha that week, then I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, lot of goddamn feral one. No, feral one like you know, like I said, I'm I'm a little biased about it, but honestly, the the batches that are coming out right now are super like go goozy type things. Mm-hmm. Like, they got that barnyard funk. They got that like Belgium yeast characteristic, and I'm super stoked about. Do that you think one. you would get tired of it though after having in two cases? No, because my my one beer that I super love is uh, Three Fontaines Old Goose. Okay, and I could drink the shit out of that one. Gotcha. Well, respect. Yeah. Now, how much tougher would it have been if we would have done, say, Dead Oak IPA instead of Arrogant Bastard? Or would it have been the same? No, because I love the new batch of Dead Oak IPA. Okay. All right, let's switch yeah, it. We, no, <laughs> we're switching we, it. No, we don't want to make, we don't wanna make <laughs> a brewer say what he's going to have to do with his own beer. But no. at, least, at least we know for the future. Honestly, yeah. I would, like, I would, I would, I couldn't do the dumping of the barrel of that beer. That beer, using the new hops and experimenting with the new hops and different hops, me and Jesse both are just like, wow, this is probably our best batch of Dead Oak IPA right now. So awesome, you know, and, and he didn't want to do IPAs originally, right? Yeah, it was it was funny how that got potted. So like I said earlier, it was like you know he is the malt brain, I am the hop head guy, and uh, we would have customers literally come into our business and be like, oh, you don't have an IPA, and walk out. Damn, that's harsh. And then that's what, and then that's when we're like. Okay, well, he's like, we have okay. a stout IPA. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, I guess I got to start doing these. So he started doing them, and you know, and I start helping out with them. And he's like, okay, well, this is gonna be a staple on our menu because you know, I think it was crazy. So on Friday, I think we sold like thirty-one. Uh, well, we do it in tulip glasses. Our New England IPA, our Coastal Cloud. We sold thirty-one pints of that on Friday alone. Wow. That's a, that's like what a fourth of a keg. That's pretty good. That's crazy. It's so people are loving our beer, and I'm you know, me and him both are stoked about it. So, uh, where so as we wrap up here, I guess uh, with Dead Oak, where can people find you exactly in Atascadero? Uh, we are on. I don't know the address, but we, hold on, give me one no. second. It's on Entrada. I know it's that for a fact. It's on Entrada. I got a business card. And then while you're at it, uh, do you want to, any social media you want to plug, either personally uh, for the business? Uh, yeah, so we are just Dead Oak uh, Brewing at uh, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and then we're on five two or five nine two five in Trotta Ave in Atascadero. Uh, my Instagram is Craft Beer for Life. I, I got it in before it was uh yeah that's popular, actually hilarious so. good point yeah yeah I get it's funny because I get tagged a lot in uh oh just beer, random shit beer posts because everyone's like at craft beer for life and I'm like I don't know you but then they just use that because it's pretty popular but uh, no yeah so we're your craft your craft beer number four life right <laughs> yes. yeah it's the yeah. four yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a clever way, but yeah, it's no, cute. Dead Oak is in Atascadero. You know, we're downtown. We're next to Streetside. We're next to Sylvester's. We're next to Tent City. So, you know, have a good weekend. It's definitely walk worth around, finding. Walk, walk around town. Have a good time. Take some beer to go. We got a new can system, so. Sweet. Lee, do you have any social media to plug? You know how this goes. <laughs> Did you forget again? It's Sammy Brews. There we go. On Instagram and on 
untapped. Or you can just follow me on the stuff I use, which is Facebook. Who uses Untap anymore? Who uses Instagram? I don't know. So you can add me on <laughs> I guess Untapped everybody uses Instagram at beerpoke273. You can follow along with myself and the show uh, on Instagram at thebeerpope. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at, I believe, beerpoke273 as well. And you can follow the show on Facebook, Craft Beer Chronicles. Uh, make sure to listen on iTunes. Uh, if you'd like to, leave a rate, leave a like, leave a review. Like We love as much response from the fans as possible um we have the youtube channel craft your chronicles still sitting at one video but we're looking to expand um and yeah i think that's that's about all Did, of it Once didn't didn't we forget to go back to basics yeah you done forgot man well I, we're coming up on about two hours here so i didn't know if you guys still want to a do special it. edition a special edition like, all right so we're gonna have an extended edition <laughs> extended version we're gonna have you can turn off version. now if you want or yeah. listen to the extended podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, right, where, yeah. where shane and i plug me undies <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was already going to plug it in earlier. You know, I was going to be like, "Hey, is he wearing meundies? He's not." Okay, you know I what? Can't today, do this anymore. today is one of the days. You know how you realize you have to do your laundry when you're out of meundies? Are you out? I'm out of meundies. Uh, I can't. It's, I, it's laundry day. So I can't be here. This is not me. I am not doing yeah. this interview right now. I don't have my <laughs> podcast. Me. Every podcast on the oh. planet sponsors is sponsored by MeUndies, except for this yeah. one. So, I only, yeah, I only we're come sponsored to by no one. I only yeah. come except to podcasts me. with MeUndies right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are you wearing MeUndies? So, dude, do you know me? Okay. Yes. So, penguins. So, for those penguins. of you who don't know, MeUndies are made out of uh, beechwood trees. We are not doing <laughs> three times ad. softer we than are cotton. Not doing an ad for MeUndies. Right <laughs> we're now. doing okay. a free no. ad for MeUndies. The best no, seventeen not. bucks you'll Every ever spend on Every podcast does MeUndies ads. All right. So, <laughs> by so much popular demand, even the guests want to do it. We're going to do another iteration of Back to Basics. Now, if you listen to the last podcast with Nate, we started this where we're going to go back and look at older beers that were kind of trendsetters that were very popular that kind of redefined what craft beer was but maybe newer drinkers newer craft beer drinkers newer craft beer fans don't necessarily appreciate them them this much so for this volume we're exploring a beer that just recently turned 22 kind of keeping in trend with our local beer you know exploration for this volume it is double barrel ale from firestone walker and paso robles Eric, don't okay, DBA. That's DBA. great. It really is one of the best beers. That's out why, there. like, I push for this because it's honestly one of those beers that you know really got me into Firestone. Yeah, right. Whenever I go anywhere and they have a shitty beer menu, they'll typically have DBA on it in eight oh five. Yeah. So of course, it's an easy decision just to get the DBA. You know, it's just one of those classic, delicious. Well-made beers. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Well, it was just uh, last weekend I was at a Basil, and what they had on top, DBA got it in a right. liter, and a bunch like, of other shitty beers. Not well, not that DBA. Well, they had a they had a bunch of other stuff. They had Sculpin, which you yeah, know, you're just like okay, me, okay. me being the purists, you know, bought out things, even right. though. Fiery Stone's half bought out. Duvel is different beast than Anheuser Busch. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, Ballast Points, Modella, I think. Their Constellation, uh, Constellation. Constellation, which owns, I think... Corona and Modelo, like... Uh, I think Corona. They, yeah, they do the American distribution for Corona, is what I've heard. Because my one of my good friends, actually, I, was, I think I was talking about earlier, um, 
he used to work for Constellation. I used to intern for them. So we, we always talk about that. I mean, we're drinking gold medal winning beer here, gentlemen. Dude, it's no, it's. This was this is I think the first. Now that I think back on it, this is one of the first beers that I had a positive sharing experience with because it was one of my friends. Uh, it was his birthday, and I was when I was first getting into craft beer. I had a bottle of this, and I, I shared it with him. And legitimately, we're just hanging out in my garage, or like right outside my garage. He was like, "This is the best beer I've ever had." Really? And wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he he kind of recently just turned twenty one, so like he was exploring beer, and he like I was kind of exploring beer before this, before Double Barrel mm-hmm. Ale. I was like, yeah, let's get some Blue Moons and all these like special shit, like not fucking knowing. And yeah, like having this, having this in our backyard has been so lucky. Like I feel honored to have this in our backyard. Yeah, I mean, we- I always think about this beer, and I, you know, whenever I, if I, if I was to be given a, a request to say, hey, what do you? Th- Give me a moment where you uh, think about DBA. And it's always just that local concerts in the plaza. You know, Firestone's always there pouring. And every single time I get a DBA and I hang out, listen to a concert and have a good time. It's, it's such an awesome drinking it, beer. It's just so local, too, for us, which is like totally, I think, probably the coolest thing. As, mu- here. as much as I don't think it needs to be changed, it is perfect on its own. The unfiltered DBA that you get at the tap room is fantastic. I think my... I think the most underrated beer I've ever had is the Rye Double DBA that they sell because yeah, it's, it's only in the tap room. It's a fifteen percent Rye barrel aged like double DBA and is one of my. They still have it on the shelves from two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. You can go into the you can go in at Paso and buy a bottle, albeit for a high price, but it is it is a fantastic beer that Firestone nobody... bring double DBA back and <laughs> bring it back, bring it back. Cause yeah, honestly Dustin. I'm on the same page as you. Like that whole DBA double DBA thing was, that was probably about the best barrel age one that they've done. I still have a bottle of right. Double DBA sitting there. In my I, think I, I think I have one at like home, home, Waiting. not here, but I, that's the thing. You could still go in and buy it. Yeah, but I don't want to pay $95 for it. Well, luckily for you, it's only 30 <laughs> Okay, well, whatever the hell it is. It hasn't is. gone up in price since they released it, which was shit. But I don't know. That's just that's still so crazy to I me. Need a, I, I have a vertical of the regular DBA or double DBA that I want to do. Here, here's well, the, I'll be happy to join you with that. Here's the thing about... Just need a right because Phil, right. Phil of Hot Shots, calling him out right now, broke mine. On my birthday. Ouch. <laughs> so he, I'm sure he has one too. Yeah, which is he, fucked up. he has one. Like I know he has. He one said at home. he. He said okay on his behalf. He said he was gonna replace it, but <laughs> has yet to enact that. Uh, well, I never really asked for it, but you know, I, I'm pretty sure if I brought the vertical over to his house, he would easily do it. So, so the vertical is yeah. gonna happen there. The one, and, so another, in his bar, too. Another thing go. about the, the DBA and the double DBA that I think goes underappreciated is Firestone did a collaboration scotch or whiskey or whatever, and they used the double the, the double DBA barrels for it. Like, that's the beer that they trusted so much that it's their first foray into scotch whiskey. Like, they're only foray into scotch whiskey so far. Like, mm-hmm. this is that's a it's an unsung beer, I feel like, from their organization that... Again, like people are always wanting the parabolas or the crazy shit. Like that double DBA, if it came back out, like I know they rotate them every now and again. I think, I think it, we're lucky for having that as the as the beer aficionados because it's one of those ones that is special. It is good, but like not all of the 
crazy people go after it. So yeah. we get, we're the ones who get to enjoy it for years and years. Yeah. And I feel and blessed that's kind of what put deep, what, what put Firestone on the map really was the DBA. Yeah. And, and I think what's like not bringing that back though, is the sales on DBA itself. You know, 805 took hold and boosted that out. And I think everything well, we besides don't. the IPAs are taking a back burner. You know, yeah. I'm pretty sure. We all know the, 805 is just an awesome marketing plan, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, the, DBA, the DBA <laughs> yeah. has took significant falls in sales. You know, I'm pretty sure it's probably downwards of the uh, 10% range of sales of their beer. So that's probably why we not we don't see it. That's absurdly low for how good of a beer this is. Yeah, no. And that's and this why. And this is one of the, this is, is this the only beer that they make that goes through their union jack or their union system, whatever it is? Uh, yes. The yeah, Firestone the, Union. The, the, basically the double barrel system. Yeah. Which and is, honestly, that, that whole like system now, like they're so, they're so huge. That union jack system uh, would have to be so huge to actually that's impart well, a it's, flavor. It's only what, like two weeks or something, right? They just pump. It's it not even that. It's just like it's those barrels that you see on the tour. Yeah. It's like yeah. you're going into what now they're pumping into. I think they brewed into their fifteen hundred barrel. I think they were fifteen hundred barrels. Mm-hmm. There are six new ones. Oh, the outside. Yeah, yeah they're, those ones are they're enormous. Yeah. Yeah, so I Which, try to break it down. It's like almost. But I wonder if that's it's almost three hundred. <laughs> it's almost three hundred thousand pints in one of those tanks. God damn! So to put that, I imagine to, that bursting open and just rushing over the one on one. Can we not? Can we just? Can we? I have to drive a lot for my job. I don't want to imagine. That well, no, because I would be. I would be under that beer shower. <laughs> just a beer slide. I would Total die by slide. that beer. Like, well, you know. um, th- so. Total tangent that that Simpsons episode where like the the beer explodes and freaking Officer Wiggum is like, I'm running towards it or he's running towards the basic the beer explosion <laughs> with his mouth open and he tells his partner I was like call this code we need donuts we need donuts and pretzels <laughs> I forget that one I always remember the one where Barney stopped drinking and then there was like an accident and the I forget how it went but for some reason Barney had to drink to save Homer's life. Um, you know, so yeah, we're we're we we're not taking a tangent in the Simpsons land. We can talk about that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's um, all. That's all. For somebody yeah. somebody sent us a message because we can Instagram talk about or whatever and tell us how the hell that ended because I forget. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about Simpsons and we can talk about beer for hours. Yeah. Seriously, and we have yeah. plenty more. Um, I I don't know what's more to say about this beer. Like, there's a reason it's on this segment. Um, they just celebrated 22 years, and I I might have read into this wrong. But when they started, they were saying it was this beer and the lager that they just reintroduced. Those were like their first two. Mm-hmm. And this, like the lager went away for a while. And yeah. this is the one that is but still. Lager went away in 2006, I think it was. Uh, you know, I don't know. But I think uh, Dustin, who was on our video podcast at the festival, was telling us that that was one of the first two beers they made. The lager. Yeah. The no, it was. A, it was the. Yeah. yeah. And then it went away for like 10 years. And then it came back. And that lager is. Yeah, it's pretty toast. That that long, it's lawnmower beer. It's super yeah. good. Like uh, I brought a, I bought a six pack the other day, and then I quickly freaking went through three of them, and within like ten minutes. So, as good. he's pouring more, 
Gotta pour a little yeah. extra. As we pour a little bit more double D. Uh, and as Pivo. We more, Pivo is pretty good, too. Pivo is one of the best beers ever made. As we pour a little bit more of According the DBA and continue. <laughs> can, oh, like, is it, should I not have brought that up? <laughs> no, this, um, <laughs> is there anything more you guys really want to say about this? Or is it just kind of like going around in circles? All I'll say is this. is If you haven't had DBA for some unknown, ungodly reason, then that's, that's if you're your living under a rock. Yeah, get your ass out <laughs> to the goddamn I, store and I, buy I, a six pack. It's shit's amazing. I will combine those two thoughts. Like, you can only be living under a rock if a you haven't tried DBA because it's fantastic in like just one of the quintessential beers you have to try, especially if you live here on the Central Coast. <laughs> and B, you're also living under a rock if you haven't gone and tried Dead Oak Brewing. Like True. I know. Not try, not trying to buddy you up seriously. No, like, it's it's fine. It's you know if you if you live in a Tascadero, if you live in the Central Coast, if you live go check great them, and you haven't been there yet. Yeah, go check them out. You will ass. not be disappointed. Like we have the brewer here. Like he knows what the hell he's doing. You will have a wonderful time. Don't screw us here. We came in here for free. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys. No, it's it's super awesome. I'm I'm super humble for this experience. I'm super humble to be brewing beer professionally. Or people it's very humbling it's you know honestly like you know you you try to be all that macho man but there's times that i just feel like almost breaking down a little bit because it's just like so overwhelming and like the joy that i have to do this and the feedback that i get just like feeds into it and keeps me going so me and jesse will keep this going and we're going strong and we're going to keep feeding that fire and we're going to keep making the beers that you guys want to drink and we're going to do them right. And if we don't do them right, then we're going to revisit it and then do it again. And we're going to come back stronger. So, yeah, Eric. I think that's why he's happy to hear people's feedback, you know, yeah, good or bad. I don't think Eric's the kind of guy who's going to be uh, uh, too up his own ass to take a little bit of fat, bad feedback. If it's not something that you're into. Yeah, exactly. no. I, I, I definitely want the feedback negative or positive and, if it is negative, I'm going to take it and then I'm going to run with it and I'm going to make it even better. So when you come back, you're going to be like, okay, you changed it. Now it's it's actually pretty fucking good. So. Yeah, fucking A. <laughs> well, guys, I <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate you coming, Eric. Thank you so much, man. Like It's been such an honor to talk to you. You're always more than welcome to come back if you want to, if we didn't scare you away. I'd love Definitely. to sit down with you and Jesse one of these times as well. Um, I guess just any last parting thoughts since we already did the social media a little bit earlier. Cracker Chronicles, awesome. Thank you. Love talking about beer. Love talking about you know. I love talking about you. Huh. Love you, talking guys. with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking about Dead Oak. And yeah, talking about Dead Oak is a lot of fun. Talking about pretty much all the local places that we did today is a lot of fun. We hope to continue that in the future. So stay tuned <laughs> to Craft Beer Chronicles. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>